recording. I am now I'm rec recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Every winter, your nice hosts take a break from new episodes of the program to work on a project together, serving up nice replays each week for you to enjoy while we're on hiatus. But this year, we're doing it a little differently. For this year's hiatus project, we're taking a card game prototype that we created for an episode of Nice Games Jam, codename Roboston, and we're developing it into a full game. What's new is that we'll be recording our weekly working sessions and posting them each week, unedited, to Patreon. You'll get hours and hours of Ellen's wisdom, plus Stephen and I will be there, with absolutely none of the polish and presentation you've come to expect from the show. So, if you want to be a fly on the wall as three game designers discuss to death how many arms is the right number of arms for an 80-foot robot, You'll need to become a patron of the program by going to patreon.com slash nicegamesclub and supporting the show at any level. As a patron, you'll also get our special 200th episode bonus segment and more. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Once you've done that, come back here and have a listen to this week's Nice Replay, the final of our hiatus, Roboston Live and Roboston Part 2, episodes 192 and 197 originally published on September 18th, 2020, and October 23rd, 2020. This one's a twofer. You get two episodes for the price of one, which is zero, so not much has changed. <laughs> but it's the reason we're doing this hiatus, is to develop the game Roboston, which began as these two Nice Games Jam episodes. Um, folks, we're, we're recording this intro before we embark on our two-month quest to develop this project. Ellen, Stephen, how do you think we did? Uh, that's a good question. I think we did amazingly well. It was perfect. We knocked it out of the park. It's the best game we've ever developed. Dare I say it rivals that of Widget Satchel. <laughs> I, I think Sprocket could be one of the scenarios that our robots have to deal with. Oh, un an unbeatable scenario. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you draw the Sprocket card, you're just done. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think. The real journey isn't the game, but the friends you make along the way. <laughs> <laughs> we already made friends, though. We're already here on this podcast. We'll all here's my prediction. We will all still be friends at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think we'll I think we'll end up with something that we're really happy with and it will be substantially different than what we started with. That's my prediction. And listener, for you, that is only a week away when we come back from hiatus with our What We Did on Our Winter Break episode where we will describe our progress and maybe walk through a little bit of what Roboston looks like or how it fell apart. <laughs> Until then, enjoy where it all began. <laughs> all right, Stephen, uh, let's take a look at this envelope, but let's yes. let's wow, with the viewers. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm just, oh. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing oh, okay, the envelope. Okay, okay, okay. Hold so, it close what? up to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Let it burn into our souls for a couple more minutes. So what oh, is okay. this and why do we have it? This is our nice games jam prompt and it will tell us what we're supposed to do during this game jam, what our prompt is. And we'll build yeah. a game based off of it over the next hour. So oh. my next question is, why on earth did we agree to that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, we weren't in our right mind when we came up with this. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds no, about I, right. Yeah. It seems like I mean, we'll we, say yes to anything. Apparently <laughs> uh -huh. we do. We do nice game jams on our show. Nice games club, uh, our podcast. Um, and, uh, they have oftentimes been successful. You've never done a live show before though. So this should be, uh, 
Fascinating, for sure. <laughs> so, Ellen, Ellen, I see an ominous clock over your shoulder. That, yes. that can't be relevant to tonight's proceedings, could it? Well, it's actually not a real clock. It's just a decoration. I love clocks. <laughs> um, no, I hate, I don't particularly like clocks. Uh, this clock is important, though, because part of the big you know rule set that we give ourselves to do a nice games jam is that we've got to finish the whole thing in an hour, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Sometimes we've succeeded and sometimes we have not, um, but it's it's definitely part of the part of the mix. So when we are ready to start, I will set this timer for an hour and when an hour has passed, it will beep to tell everyone that our time is up for trying to make it work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and because we're doing it live and we don't have the ability to edit, um, although if you're listening to this on a normal feed um, and uh, there are no particularly embarrassing moments, it's because we did edit it after all. Um, <laughs> But because we're doing it live, um, we're going to be doing this in in a more discrete chunks than we normally do our nice games jams. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we're, our plan is to have the first 15 minutes be like uh, brainstorming, figuring out what it is we're going to actually do and then uh, or figure out what it is like the, the game we're actually trying to make. And then the, yeah. the next 15 minutes will be like prototyping. We'll figure out uh, what the game is, how what you actually do in the game. And then uh, the last 15 minutes we will actually play the game. And uh, as you can see with my lovely hands here, um, we'll be <laughs> I'll be the one doing the game playing for the for the team. Right, right. And we made sure we put a camera on Steven's die rolls so he wouldn't cheat. That's the reason. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I definitely am not uh, wild about winning. So <laughs> <laughs> all not right. competitive uh, so at all. No. <laughs> Uh, so I should, before we get started, real quick, this is uh, as part of 2DCon, uh, which is happening online this year. And uh, not just uh, 2DCon, um, but the other thing that's uh, different about this for us is that uh, we're raising some money. Uh, 2DCon has a, uh, a donation link, 2DCon.net slash donate, uh, supporting Able Gamers. Um, they are already past four grand and looking for more than that. And for that to happen, it needs your dollars. So go ahead, uh, 2DCon.net slash donate. Uh, be nice and throw in some coin. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you say we open that envelope and, uh, uh, you know, deal with the results? You don't want to talk about <laughs> it a little bit more? Talk about, like, the, the weight, the heft of the envelope? Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's been burning <laughs> a Anything hole in to your keep table. It from happening? Well, yeah. so, uh, who re- so how did this come to us? How did this prompt get in our hands? That's a good question. Yes, I like the delay. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, um, friend of the show and evil game compart- compatriot, um, Gave us this prompt inside here, and Dale, who is also an Evil Games compatriot and runs our Twitter, uh, wrapped it up all nice, gave it a nice little wrapping and things. It nice is written over the seal, so we yep. couldn't we could we couldn't cheat. Yes, <laughs> pretty clever. I well, that's why I was there. <laughs> my, my original so, plan wouldn't have worked. <laughs> uh, for, for folks watching on Twitch who are not as familiar with our show. Um, we do have occasional Evil Games Club episodes where an entirely yeah. different cast comes in and gives us the business and they take over the show for a week. And actually, uh, Evil Games Club was this most recent episode. So yeah. you had to NiceGames.club and check us out that you'll you'll see that and you'll get a flavor for what that's about. They'll come in and take over from time to time and cause us trouble. And that that is also what's in this envelope. Trouble. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what do you say? You want to open it up and see how we do? Uh, yeah, let's try it. OK, here we go. I didn't practice this ahead of time, so if this is slow, I <laughs> see a stack of envelopes like under the table. Oh Steve wow, I did this ready. perfectly. Yeah. yeah, that was. <laughs> I actually practiced this many times. Yes, like mm-hmm. I was saying. Uh, 
from the desk of your boyfriend, Dylan. <laughs> That's, <cool. laughs> That's nice right. Games. Dylan is the show's boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Nice games club. I've seen a lot of games about automation lately. Your mission, take on this genre. Create a game where you are working together to construct a robot, but each player or some players has a secret task they are trying to get the robot to co- complete along the way. Good luck, Dylan. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's I mean, we are not in any shape to get it done, but yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's got robots. It's got secrets. It's got other things. It's good. I mean, you had me at robots, but... <laughs> All right, Ellen, uh, go ahead and put 15 minutes on the clock, and uh, let's try not to look at it too much. Oh, there's and, no way uh, we're going to avoid it. Yeah, go. like right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, how, how do we approach this prompt? So I'm thinking cards, like a yeah. deck. Oh, with cards, sure. With like different pieces of robots that the team has to somehow lay on the table to construct the robot. Like kind of arrange them, uh, kind of... Um, sort of dominoes style, but with, with cards that have robot pieces on them? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Oh, okay. Not like 52 card cards. No, no, no. Not like, a, not like your standard <laughs> playing card deck, but like it's a card a card game. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. I don't know. That's what comes to mind. What do you guys have? We've got that too. Uh, that, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and especially if this is a game about secrets, I think some form of hidden information other than the secret itself, would be valuable yep. to, like, uh, keep that secret alive for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so, ultimately, so, when the robot is assembled, in whatever way it's assembled, yes. we want it to it to be obvious to all what the result, what the robot then does. But then, and then after that, we reveal who matched up with that outcome the best, or who's, whose motivation that. Does that sound... Yeah. Well, so yeah, the, like, the, the trick is, is how do we make that information secret, um, but then not reveal it just th- just through play, right? Sure. Like I'm I'm build I'm building a cannon arm because I want this to be a de- a death bot or whatever. Yeah. But then that kind of gives up. Like there could be bluffing involved, right? Like I could I could say like, oh, I'm I'm going to put tank treads on this thing, um, and like, oh, th- that player must want the, them to like you know to go over rough terrain or something. But like that's not what you actually want to do. But mm-hmm. you waste a turn on a, on a bluff or. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I'm, the way I'm thinking of it is like, uh, I'm gonna sketch some stuff. I'm sorry, Ellen, in advance, I'm messing up your things. But <laughs> that's why I gave them to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking like maybe each card has like each each like these are little parts that you're planning on putting on your robot, and maybe your robot has like 15, 20 parts on it or something. And but mm-hmm. each yeah. card is worth a certain amount of like different units of here let me let me try writing it down so like okay i'm gonna i can't draw here's the sword that looks like the sword right you can't even see it so this is oh my gosh my handwriting is great so that's just a sword <laughs> so let's say this part is worth 15 battle points yeah right? and maybe maybe other parts are worth like five battle points and uh 10 um movement points or something and so like each person's secret goal is like craft a robot that has 50 50 battle points and 25 movement points um, and if you get that you get a certain amount of points maybe each player gets like three hidden goals that they have to try to go for or something yeah yeah so that i'm going for something and you don't know if it's my prime goal or secondary goal or exactly it, it could service multiple goals for example i like yes. the idea of of stats one because i think it's something we can accomplish yeah um but also it can then obfuscate 
the ultimate motivation, right? Because it's hidden behind math. Yes. (laughs) So I'm getting like, I'm getting, I think that we're on to something with the mechanics, but the thing that's starting to, that, that my brain is starting to pick at is what's our win state? Like, how do you, how do you win? How do you you end? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, Um, so there's a goal that everyone shares, but then there are also secret goals. How do you know when you've met the shared goal? How do you know when you've met the secret goal? Because they can't um, be mutually incompatible, in- right? They can't be right. incompatible with each other. Yeah, so, yeah. The well, way how about, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Steven. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think, like, when you've completed your robot, that would be the when you determine who's won and who wasn't, who hasn't. I was thinking, but where were you going with it, Mark? I was thinking that, why don't we make it, it's a bunch of engineers building a, a robot okay. to, to resolve a conflict. So sure. there's another robot or there's, some other thing it needs to take care of. Mm-hmm. And the different motivations I have are it's like, oh, it's another robot over the hill. So my my motivation is to build the most powerful robot so we can just destroy the other robot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then another player is saying like, oh, I am going to, I want to build a robot with ultimate diplomacy skills so it can talk its way out of this uh, giant battle, right? <laughs> yes. So so our robot will have D&D stats is what you're saying. It'll have a high yeah, charisma. So like, you know, you either want to be like, uh, you know, the Iron Giant, like built for war, but uh, but interested in peace or like yeah. Johnny Five, also <laughs> built for war, but interested in peace. This is a common robot cliche, um, but we can leverage that. Right. So yeah. it can be. Um, so why don't we have a, a, a and this every game could be different. So yeah. uh, you have scenarios that the, the team has to solve. So the yeah. goal of the team is to solve it. And so it is solved. But the individual goals of the players is to solve it in the in their particular way to say advance. You know, someone works for DOD and somebody works for NASA and they have different motivations as to like what, you know, how to develop this robot program or something and a win based on what they're interested in. will get, I'm now getting into the theme of it, but. All right. So that makes me think I, I'm actually now envisioning like three decks, right? So you have a big, okay. big, fat stack of decks that's all robot parts of various types. And yeah. it might have like keywords on it, like, you know, whatever the stats are, it might, you know, mention some of the stats on each of the different parts and appendages and things that you have. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh here for a second and mention that my sister helps coach a robotics team for high school. I'm really cool. excited to make her listen to this episode so she can <laughs> listen to how wrong everything is. Sweet. Um, <laughs> um, right. So that's your big stack of appendages. You have a yeah. smaller stack of like um, robot challengers, like that have mm. different wind conditions. Like you have to you have to have at least this many of this stat in order to beat this scary robot. Um, or you have to have like this robot will only be defeated if your robot has 10 arms. I don't know. Um, and then you have like the third stack, which is like either whatever the secret goals are. And maybe we, depending on the theme, maybe those secret goals are just like, here's the mission from secret robot intelligence. Or maybe like you are a character from different robot engineering firms around the the world. Like I'm trying to come up with a word that rhymes with Boston. Anyway, you know. <laughs> Robotston. <Yeah. laughs> Basto. Basto <laughs> Dynamo. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I like the three decks idea. Um I I, I think the um the the motivations, I almost want to have it to be a little bit more werewolfy, where there's like three or four just known uh factions okay. rather than like a, a whole ton of different motivations. But mm. but talk me out of it. Is that is that too limiting? We have an hour. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, well, but we can we can say there's a deck full of things and then yeah. just design two or three of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can, but we I, can but think I'm thinking like in terms of roles, like like you're like you're describing Mark. I think like we yeah. like each three one each of one of us could be like of a different role and like we can hide. Uh, we'll we'll find some way to hide it here. Why did they pick a hidden information game while we're streaming live? Because <laughs> our boyfriend Dylan <laughs> likes to make it tough for us. That's Evil <laughs> Games Club. <laughs> It's, evil, evil yeah, games club. You're evil. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, of course, uh, I'm looking at Twitch chat. It's talking about nothing but evilness, <laughs> evil versions of things. Good, good. Uh, which seems to <laughs> evil robot club is the name of our game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got that down at least. Yes. <laughs> there are there are three decks. The name of the game is about evil robots club, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool. So, okay. I like so actually the way that you're th- like describing it, Mark. It could be that one faction is trying to sabotage the robot, and make it less effective. Oh yeah. And okay. One, one in one faction is you know you know the engineers who actually want to get the robot to be functional and be able to defeat these three goals that they get. Um, yeah. And then a third faction does a thing. I don't know what the third faction does. <laughs> so like um well if we're going to if we're going to try to if we're going to borrow from Werewolf for all of those millions of games that that uses mechanics, we can have like five factions but like fewer than five players, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know there's some unknown as to who's on who's on the board. Um but yeah, I like the idea that one of them is meant to sabotage, right? To damage the credibility of this robot program. One of them could be the sort of peacenik scientist who wants to solve it in a way that does not involve a single, uh, you know, charred out building. One can be about uh, can be just, you know, the the uh, square shouldered general. I'm thinking entirely in the language of 1980s movies with robots in them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's good. So I'm not going I'm not going to stop until you stop me. <laughs> no, I think I think that's that's our aesthetic now. So, OK, OK, there's our art style. <laughs> We could actually pitch this to what? Who who has the rights to uh, to short circuit? Is it MGM? I don't. <laughs> Warmongers. I'm going to call the last section Warmongers because sure. I can't come up with a better one right now. So one of our one for. of our nemesis robots can be Johnny Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So some number of factions, and we'll design a few of them, but they don't have to be all inclusive. Okay. Yeah. And then so the next part then is the uh, the deck of cards that represent the robot parts. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. um, so there's I mean, we could do it in a way that is more like um, a board game style, like operation. But then you, you know, move pieces on a board mm-hmm. or like a, like RPG inventory where there's slots that you put cards on or something. Yeah. Or it can just be a deck of cards that you then, you know, so the robot could be bigger or smaller depending on how many r- cards are placed or whatever. Yeah. Um, or it could just be cards you play and they're not assembled. Um, I'm not sure, Ellen, wh- uh, wh- where you were thinking of how, how it might look visually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking like we could have different categories of pieces, you know, like and to have a complete we could write in the rules like to have a complete robot that you need at least like like your there needs to be a body and there needs to be something that moves. Right. And like that's it it just needs then beyond that, like it needs to have. I don't know. I don't know. We can make more constraints if we want to. But I think just to start simple, like um, there needs to have like a chassis. It needs to have like a body. And yeah. and it needs to have some form of I don't even know if we want to put any more there. Like there needs to be a body piece. The rest is up to you. And however you want right, to beat right. this robot, but the opponent yeah. robot's going to have criteria too. Like you know, your robot has to yeah. move it so, so many miles per hour. There, there's um, it needs a body, and the body can have components in it, like a processor or 
uh, you know, mm -hmm. a targeting computer or something. So that yeah, could yeah. be, so that could, those could be cards you play. Mm -hmm. Then you can attach uh, appendages, any number of legs, it's a robot, mm -hmm. um, or, or tank treads or whatever, you, you know, any number of arms. And then maybe separately, uh, you can have the robot brain. And this is where we can get kind of silly and like a morality core or, you know, <laughs> or, or like a, um, uh, um, like a super cooled processor so it can do stuff like that or whatever. So there'd yeah. be like Empathy body chip. brain parts or, yes. and, and the, the, yeah, something like that. Okay. So then the way you'd play it is you have your, like, you have like a, a hand that you, mm -hmm. that you essentially. Okay. Well, we can yeah. get into that in the next section, like the actual. Specific. Yeah. Like you draw so many parts and then you have to like go around in turns to place different parts. And yeah. Yeah. So and if somebody gets to fill that slot before you do. Well, then you're all building it quickly because it's an right. emergency. So that's, right. that's the, yeah. I also think I, what I might suggest maybe is that there's a limited number of connection spots on each card. Mm. So like okay. if you have a, and that could be a variable that we play with like a chassis. So a maximum one, of like 22 legs. <laughs> yeah. Or like if you want to have 22 legs, you have to connect two chassis together. So you have a terrible yeah. robot centipede yeah. happening. Oh! The power tap or whatever it is. The, right. To add extra controllers. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, I love that. That's fantastic. So the normal chassis comes with a, a, a you know, let's say, you know, bipedal amount of ports, but you can add a splitter or an extra. Com I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We've got two or three minutes left in this section. So the third deck is the, the challenge or the opponent or something. So that could be just like a, a, a card with like the whole scenario on it. It could just be like 30, 50 scenarios. And that'd be an opportunity for expansions mm -hmm. if this game were commercial. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, uh, um, you could assemble it from various parts. Like it could be another robot always. I'm kind of leaning towards it just being like a scenario that has criteria for solving. I like that. You know, the interesting thing is you could have then like different decks and different like flavors of challenges. You could have an entire deck that's like environmental challenges or oh, yeah, kaiju, yeah, yeah. a kaiju deck and like Ooh. nasty alien deck and stuff like that. That's and, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. So that's roughly, okay, look, I mean, we've got like 90 seconds left in this brainstorming, and I think we're doing really good. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. already at the point where I'm like, let's make this. I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. for clarification's sake, um, there are three decks, and what are the three decks' roles specifically? I want to write, write them down for our listeners. Um, and viewers, I guess, we're, on, we're live. <laughs> there's the parts deck. It's a big deck full of robot parts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some Our more practical than others. Sure, my handwriting is atrocious. I am apologizing. That's <laughs> <laughs> mostly for your benefit. <laughs> I'm and writing for, and for visual interest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, parts. Um, there is the factions deck. Factions. Oh, and this is where mm -hmm. the hidden information comes into play? That's where your hidden goals come yes. into play. Gotcha. And then the mission deck, right? Yes. Mission yeah, yeah, deck. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, we can so I think ultimately the, the parts will be yeah. this enormous 300 card deck it'll be monstrous and then the factions yeah, and huge. missions will be shorter yeah but then as you buy new mission decks or whatever You'll okay cool. in faction decks you can do more factions too yeah oh, oh yeah 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 okay that's really good change the uh i love it this is we've already got a market right, yeah. plan for this <laughs> yeah i know right like how did that happen it'll be a nice small deck so it probably won't be very expensive it'll be great <laughs> It's done. It's t uh, the thinking time is over. The doing time begins. Do okay. time. This what are we supposed to do time. now? Really sketching stuff. Well, we've got so these three decks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to get really like figure out exactly how they work. Yes. And also turn order, max number of players, all the right. things that turn this from a cool potential idea to a total slog. 
<laughs> Now's the time for that. All right, you guys ready for the next section? No, but whenever you're ready. <laughs> I'm starting the next section. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. So like I'm I'm imagining that like what what I well, the way I'm thinking of it is like you have a deck of cards, right? And they all have your different parts or whatever. Um and then like you have on the on your uh right next to you you have like your hidden information. This is your faction. This is what you're going to do. Tells you mm -hmm. what like you want to win with. Um and so like what I'm thinking is that like each turn what can happen is each person places face down their um the part that they want to put on the robot next. And maybe like it, okay. it starts in three sections. Like maybe you start with the body uh, and then you move on to the brain and then you do the legs and the other appendages or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And so the first thing you do is you pick the body and each person votes, not votes, but each person places what they think would be a good body type. And then uh, it flips and maybe that's hidden. Maybe like you don't see who put the body out, who put um, each body type out or whatever. And they flip mm -hmm. it. And then like you can, uh, as a group, talk about it for like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, and determine what uh, makes sense for this for this robot. Oh, oh, so there's like, there's negotiation. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't consider that, but I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, how wait, about... Wait, Ellen, um, are you, are, do you not like it? <laughs> I'm just trying to space. think of how we would, right, because like it's negotiation. Yeah. And I mean, that makes How? it kind of hard, right? Like, because like the loudest person at the table tends to be the one who wins whatever negotiation, I think. Especially well, how about this? Go ahead. Uh, let's let's remove the requirement to agree on anything. Okay. Right. So okay. so everybody gets to play, do independent actions. Yeah. But there's a period where they, you try to convince each other to do something different. So yes. it, it, it gives an advantage in some degree to people who are persuasive or super good bluffers, mm -hmm. but doesn't give them any kind of like mechanical... Um, you know, domination. Uh, gotcha. Presumably, and then so at like, the end, you like vote on it. No, no, no. How about oh. um? A, a, so um. Okay, look, this is going to be a small number of players, right? I think three. Yeah. Uh, there's three of us. It might. This idea might limit us. That in that case, okay. I was thinking it'd be fun to have eight or nine people, but I think yeah. So everyone puts down a card, and maybe the ba the backs of the cards show what type of component it is. Like yeah. this is a processor, or this is a yes. this is a um. An, a, a configuration joint or something, or this is a, a an append or some some category of part. Yeah, you put that down, so I know what part you want to place. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, but I was going to take that slot. So if they tr if they do that kind of computer in my hand, I've got the one, but I really want to put get down that that chainsaw right away because yeah. Bzz. And so um so everybody places it down, and then there's a period where you can talk about, and this is where you can kind of bluff. You could be like, oh, you know what. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have any computers in my hand. So, like, you might want to save that one for when you really, when there's a, or something like that, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then maybe mm -hmm. there's some mechanic for everyone to get, like, a mulligan. Like, everyone, maybe in turn, so it doesn't just go forever. Like, in turn, everyone can swap their card out once or something. Um, and then that can just cycle every turn. The first person goes can be different. So, let um, me, let me make sure that, let me, let me kind of talk through what that would be then. Yes. Right? So, it's the, we are in the very first part of building the robot. And it's the first round, right? And so I, I think that's that solution, that idea of having the type of part on the back of the card is totally the right thing to do because other, like, otherwise you're going to have people pulling all the same parts and dialogue is going to go forever. Yeah. Um, uh, but then by seeing what pe parts people are playing and picking and how they're arguing, like you might be able to figure out what their faction is and be able to cut them off. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, so we're all, we all draw cards from our hand and we put our hands down and we put down the card that we want to play. And everyone's, when everyone's ready, everybody flips. 
And um, if all the parts can be played on the table at the same time, that's by default what happens. If there is a conflict, like two people have played chassis and you only have enough engine power or whatever for one right now, um, then there has to be like a team discussion and a vote. Okay. Okay. So in, in the, in the, so normally it just moves on. Um, but if there's, if something needs to be resolved, then there's some mechanism for doing that. Yeah. Revote Um, or you flip a coin or something like that. Yeah. Or you spend points that you have like influence points perhaps. Oh, um, that's a new, but you have a limited number of them. So like, you could be like, you know, um, yeah, we both, we both put down an appendage in the last appendage slot. Well, okay. Um, but I, I have my last, you know, but I really, really want this appendage. Mm. Like it's critical to my success. So I will then uh, use my influence points and maybe it's a bidding war, uh, until you both run out or something. So we're at, Uh, we're adding a lot of dynamics. If I might channel my inner agility, rein me in, um, (laughs) maybe start with the, with the start with something simple, like vote or flip coin. Um, and then if that's not getting what we want in terms of the intrigue <laughs> okay so some uh, mechanism but we'll start as simple as we can yeah let's oh, try it simple and then if we need to, strategy, we need to yeah, make it I love yeah it. so how about the uh, the other thing i had this is not let's just have instead of revealing what part it is let's yeah. just leave the categories on the table until all the slots are full and then and and then at the end of the game you flip them all over and see what robot you've got <laughs> okay because that that keeps my that keeps my faction hidden as long as possible, right? Right, and it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and it gives some doubt as to whether a, a, the team will win. Yeah. Right, it, it, uh, in yeah. any fashion, right? Because uh-huh. the team will all get points if you win, but then someone will get extra points if they're. Does that Ellen skeptical? <laughs> well, <laughs> what makes you say that? Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to like simplify the 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 headspace. Like if I, you know, I put down a computer part in the last computer part slot, and then, but I don't need to reveal what it is, and then I that I take that secret all the way to the end of the game, mm-hmm. and then other people don't have to think too much about how to compensate for the result every turn or change their strategy. The game could move a lot quicker, maybe, but it also might end up being like way too much uh, decision paralysis in like the last couple of turns. I don't know. I think so. I think the thing the thing that makes me there, there are two things that make me think that I think we should just have people show what parts they're building as they lay mm. them down on the row. So if they, they lay down, it says that this is a component of this type. You flip it and you, you everyone sees what part it is and what the stats are and everything. I think there are two reasons why that would be fun. One, I think it actually is kind of a cool thing to try to guess everyone's faction. Because um, mm. that might influence your choices about what you do. Yeah. And I think that's something right. that would be fun to play out as the robot is being built. The other yeah, thing okay. that's fun is like it is cool to like do a flip reveal and maybe that could be a different mode of the game where everyone you just mm-hmm. put it down blind and you flip it and you're like, ah, what is this? <laughs> um, but like there's a there's a scenario you're trying to be with specific win like winning like victory criteria. And yeah. so I think it'd feel bad if you like flip it over and you're like, what did we do? This is not going to work. Um, OK, OK. The other thing is and it being funny is not nearly enough of a of a consolation prize to that. Well, maybe, but I don't. The other. The I mean, thing, I'm with you. I think I think you're totally uh, sinking this battleship of my idea on this. I think you're totally right. I wanted to play with that idea though, because I think the the idea of a totally. I mean, as you know from my development on Widget Satchel, <laughs> things that don't work that just involve whacking. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my jam. I'm all about that. 
So like if you just have a complete crap pile of a robot, like that's hilarious yeah. to me. But I all that that that's that feeling of hilarity is going to happen when someone is like, OK, so this robot is looking very, very like man person like it's got two mm-hmm. arms it's got a leg where you just have to add another leg and someone comes out with like a weird tentacle thing you know like right, right. like oh, that's, that's a surprise yeah. it's wings like <laughs> yeah like okay i think we'll yeah, get that yeah. if we put some weird stuff in the parts deck yeah you're super right and i think the other thing the problem with my suggestion is that it doesn't give you enough information to play the second turn there, there's yeah. something there, but I don't think we're, I, I, I think it's the wrong. It's probably the wrong direction. So I'm, I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I do want to make sure we preserve that hilarity, but doing it on a per turn basis sounds totally. I think we can capture that. Yeah, I do want to. Uh, once we finish this game, we can yeah. do that one next. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. With, with the time we have, just reset right. the clock. So is it? So is it apparent in the beginning that you, uh, oh, what the mission is? Like when you start building a robot, you know right away. I think so. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Because then you have to decide, like, oh, I need to plan. We all need to work together to solve this. Yeah. But I need to trick them into doing things that will also help mine or whatever. Yeah. And the, those are complicated motivation scenarios and mechanics that we're probably not going to be successful in totally res- making work in our first prototype. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be what balance and and you know um, number fiddling is going to ultimately get us to okay mm-hmm. is what i'm doing with these with these cards making sense it's kind of hard to read them but like i can these are the categories for robot parts uh sort of so like i made appendages appendages i don't know how to yeah. spell it so if this is wrong <laughs> somebody tell me uh this is body i don't know there's different types of bodies different types mm-hmm. of appendages there should be different types of processors y'all brought that up uh, things like <laughs> that and then each of us gets like one of these things that we place on the table and then like Based on like the qualifications of what the robot works, if that makes a full robot, that is the full robot, correct? Or am I miss- missing uh, so something? There's there's two ways to do it. One is to have an empty, like a board or a, a sheet or yep. just a, a, a grid. Like the robot is an empty shell and you fill it with parts. It's a, it's a it's the torso case and you put stuff in it and attach things to it. And yeah. so the cards represent the things you attach. Or the uh, there's a card that's body type, like. Uh, quadruped or biped or you know uh, insectoid or some other kind of uh or helicopter or whatever <laughs> and 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 whoever places that first um and maybe it isn't the first thing placed right yeah. um that would then determine what goes on to it i'm kind of leaning towards the former just because that's a little less complicated mm-hmm. and or you pull all the chassis parts out of the parts deck and you mm-hmm. just draw the first one after shuffling them, and that's what your team has to build with. Oh, I like that. Okay. Well, I mean, that could also be resolved simply by rolling a die and looking at a table, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, in terms of, so let's let's imagine that um, that could be a thing, but let's just pick one, just bipedal robot with potential expansions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then sure. per- per- perhaps we could uh, the game would would be, be suited to have other types later. Okay. Um, okay. So the types are. Um, a, like attachments, and that's uh, arms, legs, weapons that go right into the shoulder. Um, and then um, some something you put in the body, uh, whether that's like a PCI express cards or or, or <laughs> yeah. something. And then yeah. like then things you put in the brain or the head, which would be like uh, you know CPU and uh, I mean you can put a CPU anywhere, but it's a robot, so you know it goes in the head. Um, and then like, um, you know, a laser sight, visual, st- you know, that kind of thing. Um, so okay. mapped roughly to human capabilities. Does that Rocket make sense? Boots. 
Okay, so the okay, let me write this. So that makes, that's three. That's just three categories then. Yeah. Right. It's um, body stuff, head stuff. Uh, you know, uh, limb body stuff. stuff, head stuff, limb stuff. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Limbs. That's a much easier way. I can spell limbs. I can't spell appendages. <laughs> for the purposes of our design, I think limbs is great. But I think yeah. ultimately we'd want to call them something else for the sake of the theme because mm-hmm. it could include things that aren't. But I think for our purposes, to keep things straight. Okay. Probably what we want Arts. to go with for now. You know, well, this is a wild idea. Just while uh-huh. Steven's writing things out, what if the so, what if we like combine the idea of having the grid and but also the decks and the things that you draw and play from your deck, your uh, parts deck, mm-hmm. are are there and those are like those control your stats, right? But then you also have this like either sheet of paper or whiteboard or whatever in the middle where someone gets to make an attempt at drawing this thing, <laughs> and it's absolutely has no mechanical purpose. It's just right, like right. adding to the craziness, I guess. So it co- the game comes with a little whiteboard and somebody's in charge, the quartermaster or something, or the, 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 the lead uh, engineer or something is responsible for drawing it. For, I like that. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's Steven in this prototype. Yeah. Yes, it would be me. And it could be like a role that passes, like, you know, like a little token that you pass around for each round. Um, oh, yeah. So it ends up becoming sort of an exquisite corpse kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, that could be a game. We could remove all the mechanics from this and just draw a card that tells you what to draw on a robot, and that's just a party game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But later, <laughs> <laughs> I like how this game has spawned into like five different games. Yep, <laughs> We're yep. developing it this way. I guess that's kind of how development works, really. Yeah. yeah. It's how okay, many so rabbit holes do you want to Do I need to draw all of these parts? Then yeah, this like, is this is the problem because we only have a couple we only have a couple minutes left for this section, and we wanted yeah. to move into playtesting. Right, but really, we do need to generate some materials here. Yes, so Can let's we, talk. Like, so use other things to generate the materials because I'm not going to be able to draw these fast enough <laughs> for 15 minutes of testing. Well, I think draw. You don't need to worry about drawing. Uh, okay. let's have. Uh, we now need to pick what the stats are, and sure. so let's say there's three types of stats, and then we should pick in each category. We should pick say three or four items. And give them plus whatever to those three stats. And we're just going to randomly pick a bunch of things. And then that's going to be our deck. Um, That's going to eat some time. This is normally a big... Sometimes when we do games like this, dear listener and viewer, this is what we cut out of the show is some of the sort of just writing things down in a notebook. Um, But we're going to have to find a way to make this happen uh, as quickly as we can. Um, Well, Stephen is writing. If we can can somehow as a group multitask here while Stephen's writing down stats and things for a, a limbs... And yeah. um, and so whatnot. Maybe we could bounce some ideas around for a scenario. Yes, that's a good idea. So, um, Stephen, your uh, your uh, the spreadsheet is yours to create. Um, okay, <laughs> get to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> I guess viewers will be able. I guess y'all be able to see it too while I'm doing it. Um, yeah, right. you're gonna have to really hurry though because you've got seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, quick, more add time. more time. Should I yes. cheat? Should I cheat? <laughs> yeah, give us five. Give us five. All right. Yeah. You want to okay, yeah. That's a time right, timer, so, by the way. So people who are imagining in the chat, you like the, t- the the clock. It's called time timer, which I do love the product. That name is really, really lame. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, anyway. Okay. So, okay, so uh, uh, scenarios, missions. What do you got? Uh, a, okay. I'm th- the first thing that popped in my head was giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know why. So let's yeah. go with it. Uh, um, um, okay, so uh, we, we can imagine a bunch of scenarios. We should keep, come up with a few and then design one. There's right? a horde of zombies. There's a horde of zombie giraffes. There's one. Okay. Descending so, uh, on Gotham City. <laughs> okay. That's pretty um, good. Um, yeah, we can. I mean, really, the ultimately the, these scenarios could be like utterly incompatible with each other. They could all be the plots of wildly different movies, yes. rather than being all sort of feel like they're from the same thing. Yes. Um, okay, so another one might just be um, you know opposing robot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that and could be randomly designed or could use the similar stats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another one might be uh, more like Army Corps of Engineers kind of stuff, like um, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, building a bridge, right? Yeah. Someone mentioned forest fire, which. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I like that. And then, yeah, the yeah. the the faction is trying to damage things. We'll put a flamethrower on it instead of the hose. <laughs> Counter fire. That's the thing. That's a firefighting technique, though, isn't it? It sprays yeah. gasoline instead of water. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have uh, zombie giraffes. Um, so you know, a wa- wave shooter, basically. Like <laughs> yeah. many, a multi-vector target. Yep. You have your big robot to go against. Um, and you so have a natural you disaster. Your robot differently. Yep. Natural disaster. Um, it's a building or constructing or some sort of thing like that. So these are sort of roughly categories. Mm-hmm. I like all that. Um, do we want to pick one of those or should we maybe think of a couple more? Um, I mean, we can do a couple more, but we also have to come up with factions. Yes. Okay. So. Oh, dang um, it. I got to draw those too. Ah. So sh- maybe we just stick with opposing robot for now. Let's stick with opposing That's robot. A- I think that'd be the easiest. I, I don't. I'm not even sure where to begin coming up with stats for zombie, like horde of zombie giraffes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So th- in terms of, in t- let me, let me real quick. I've been drawing. I have three shapes and oh boy, I just dropped a marker. Well, I have three shapes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is, <fun. laughs> uh, I have three shapes that I made. Uh, let's see if you can see them. This is like brain. Move it closer to the camera. Yeah. Brain. This is brain attack. Power, right. Yeah. Brain power. This is attack power. It's swords. You can tell. And then mm-hmm. this one shield defense. Okay, yeah. that's all I have for stats. I don't know. Okay, um, we can so kind of start. Yeah, other scenarios might require the other stats, but I think those three are good for the scenario we're designing. Yeah. Um. So it's good enough for this prototype. Uh, excellent for this prototype. In fact, I love it. Cool. Um. Cool deal. I'll keep drawing because I only did the bodies. I got to keep doing stuff. Yeah. Brain. So there's brain. The factions are going to have to be focused either around the outcome of the scenario or the stats, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so the, the thing about the scenario that I, I kind of want to get to is what is the criteria for beating the scenario? So if it's another robot, we don't need to have... The scenario should be resolved or not at the end of the game. It shouldn't be like a whole bunch of turns of fighting a robot. No. So my thinking is the alternate robot has... It requires you to have X amount of power in these categories or whatever um, in order to defeat, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then so really all you're going for... Th- the simplest version of this is... Uh, it's like uh, think of like the three stats is like you know uh, red blue yellow, and then all you're doing is just like adding more to each of those things because the thing requires this much of red blue or yellow. That's the sort of the distilled version of this, right? Yeah, I think so. So that doesn't sound fun. Um, yeah. And ultimately, the it would be stats, but then also it would like a robot would be like, oh, this robot is immune to this type of attack, so. That your the limb you put on it doesn't just have an attack power; it has a category or something. So this would be the game would have lots of dimensions, perhaps that we don't need to worry about for prototype. But like a a, a um like a buzz saw versus a laser, right? Mm-hmm. They both have the same attack power, but they 
are good against certain types of scenarios or whatever that could be part of that. So it could be more interesting and complicated, but we don't really have the capacity for that exactly. Does that make sense or, or am I leaving too much for later? Um, no, I think we want to, the thing that I'm worried about is that like, if it's not fun with a few mechanics, add it like a few, few stats, more. then adding yeah, more yeah, stats, yeah. I don't, maybe it works, but it feels itchy to me. It doesn't feel sure. like the I mean, right. That sounds like something I would say. So I think you've, you, you just got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, you know, should be some other criteria. Like I, that's the thing I, I hung up on is exactly, um, like how to determine if you as a team have met the goal. It could just be that like you have to make sure you have a certain number of stats of each section of each thing. And maybe each yeah. um, and maybe each faction wants to have that mo- the most of each thing in it. Mm. So like the yeah. warmonger wants as many swords as possible. Yep. But like you only need 10 swords to to beat this. Oh, okay. that's so totally the, it. The, the co-op battle is isn't that mechanically interesting because yeah. you'd have to be a pretty crappy team to to lose the, that. Yes. Or right? deep deep seated rivalries between your factions yeah. that go back or multiple a, games. Yes. Or it's a particular challenge for the 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 sabotage faction to prevent that from happening. Right. So, okay, yeah. so that's good. So there's like Stephen you said like the aggressor faction is going to be like you, you win you win your faction wins the interfaction conflict this round if your robot has more swords than any other stat. And yeah. the pacifist faction wins if they have um, the most defense of every stat. Mm-hmm. Or if we have more stats later, maybe the most huggableness or something. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, yep. The, Cth- <laughs> the Cthulhu faction wins if you have the most appendages or whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, and then like the the evil the faction. Merchandising department wins if there's like the most <laughs> the most logos on it. And fins, like yes, um, yes, yeah. So we've got we've got aggressor, we've got pacifist. Oh, and then the create an AI that can take over the world faction wins if you have the most brain, and yeah. then the evil games club faction wins if you've you've somehow sabotaged it so that you, your robot does not meet the criteria for the scenario. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then that that there could be extra mechanics there about like negative points that that you you know whatever but for <laughs> i think we more or less got it i think um <laughs> uh, i hope i don't know if i have enough parts um yeah the problem is is like now how do we have uh this is a, a problem unique to the format that we're doing this is yeah. how do we each have a hand of cards if if uh, steven has all the cards that's a good question how did we hide that <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think this one <laughs> You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to play act, right? This Steven, is, yeah. you're going to have all three yeah. hands, and we're all just going to have to play a scenario um, without, without actually playing the game. Ooh, That's the way basically, we're going to do it. Yep. Can, can I present a, the, the scenario that we have to beat? Yeah. yeah um, okay, so we have a, a suggestion from chat that we have a dinosaur laser. So I, I think our, cur- our first evil games club robot that we have to fight is a dinosaur with a laser on its head. A t- uh-huh. robot T-Rex with a laser on its head. Okay, that tracks. Sure. You sound like you had you felt you had to convince us of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm good. I just wanted to get the I mean, details yes, right. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, dinosaur right. laser, but we said it was going to be a robot, so it has to be a yeah. robot dinosaur. And they also said laser. <laughs> I'm just trying to make okay. sure we have all the right boxes. I checked. mean, the only thing that's yep. missing from that is explosions of some form, and then we're good to go. Really? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, yeah, that's that's Ellen's forte for sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Well, I let's see. Um, down, here, hold on. I put yes. I made three factions. We got we got warmonger. We got scientist. We got saboteur. Okay. Uh, so just shuffle those and then deal them to each of the three of us, and we'll just have to reveal. We won't know, but let's just say we'll just we will know in this case. Um, yeah. And Ellen, we are now coming up on uh, uh, fifteen minutes left in the the block. So give us another fifteen minutes, and this is going to be our. We're going to be able to try to test this as quick as we can, and then do a, a little post mortem. So we'll see what we can get done in time. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, Stevie, you don't have to ooh. shovel that long. Wait, have we? <laughs> yeah, have, you're right. We haven't outlined <laughs> the criteria for success, right? For, against this robot. Late, oh, yeah, we haven't. We are going to have to do this on the fly. I think. Yeah, it's going to be fine. some number okay. of something. Um, we're just going to have to test out the play. You will yes. beat the robot dinosaur with a laser on its head if you mm-hmm. have three defense, three attack, and three brain. Oh, that's easy. Sounds okay. good. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, based on the numbers I picked. Anyways. Um, yeah. Okay. So everybody gets to. Do we get to see it? Should I reveal it? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. Just... This is. Uh... Closer to the camera. Yes. This is Mark. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's Alan. <laughs> Appropriate. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm warmonger. This all tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so in this case, I'm just trying to have the most brain. Steven, uh, you're actually trying to get us to fail. Or no, Ellen, you're trying to get us to fail. And mm-hmm. Steven, you're trying to get the most um, attack. Yes. Um, okay, and, and I then, got okay. a big deck of parts. Like, all of the parts have, like... Uh, these numbers definitely aren't balanced, but of course not. You just started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the heck? You had 15 minutes, Stephen. Why not? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so I'll. Uh, I guess I'll just. I'll just divide them evenly. I don't know how many I made. Uh, two, three. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three. One, oh, man. Well, well, Stephen's doing that. I just want to say this is going great. I'm really two, enjoying this one. Yeah, yeah this, this is fun. Is fun. Did I count right? Yeah. One, two, three. One, two, three. And no one gets that one. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yes, I should have put the on the front, on the back of them, the body, and then on the other side, the stats. I guess it doesn't matter that much. Um, okay, so I'm just going to give this one to me. I don't know what I got. I'm going to give this <laughs> one to, to Alan. I'm, I'm going to open up a notepad on my computer, and I'm just going to write down all the cards you give me. Okay. And then this one is... I'm going to wing it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. These are your parts. Those are for Mark. Are you, These are marks. These are marks. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So I got a a B two and an a a twenty five. Yep. I don't. These right. numbers are not balanced. <laughs> Told you. Sounds good. <laughs> this one's a B thirty. B thirty. It's a body. Uh huh. Oh um, right. There's categories too. Yeah. The last two were bodies. This one's okay. a uh, limb and it's. Uh, defense ten. Okay. Uh, head. Uh, brain five. Uh, defense five. Okay. Uh, head. Uh, attack fifteen. Okay. And limb. Uh, brain ten. Wow, you've got a good advantage here. You've got a lot of brain. Yep. So it's not really a robot T Rex <laughs> with a laser on its head. It's like a robot Dilophosaurus with a laser <laughs> on its head. Alan, right, you're going to so be I'm real good. disadvantaged based on the numbers we pick because these numbers are very high. <laughs> um, Ed, Alan, you've got 15. Okay. Are you are you just going to wing it or are you going to write them down? No, I'm writing it down. Mark <laughs> is right. <laughs> okay. Um, the body, competition's on now. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Um, body, um, attack 30. Oh, it's a 30. Sorry, I thought it was a 10. 
Okay. 30. Yeah. Oh, my handwriting. Um, That's cool. <laughs> limb with defense five. Body with defense 30. Um, head with um, brain 15. And then limb with attack 10. And then, uh, do I need to? I, I can see what I have. I'm not gonna say yeah, that. we don't actually have to know what you have. You can just yeah. <laughs> okay. And in fact, I I Ellen's not gonna remember what my cards are, and I don't remember what hers are. So this yeah. is actually kind of okay. Mm-hmm. So um so a play is I will just say what type of card I will play, and we each say that, and then we'll mm-hmm. reveal at the end. And so we each have our categories we want. Um to defeat this thing, I think three 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 is probably too low uh, of a threshold. Yeah. yeah. Should we say uh, twenty twenty twenty, or what is even if, that too low? Okay. Here's a, here's a here's an idea. What if we made it so that you need a defense of 30 to pass. No, a defense of 15 to pass. And that's it. Does that make sense? Because it's not any one of our goals. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. And ultimately, that might not make sense for other configurations of players and stuff, but that'll yeah. work for our prototyping purpose. Yes. Because it gives us an alternate motivation explicitly. Yeah. With, with, okay, great. Cool. So that's not how the game will work exactly, but it will, it'll, it'll motivate us in the way that we want it to. I love yep. it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Very smart. So now we, so pick, we, all, we pick one of each category. Yes. And so now we need to decide what are the limits for the, the robot, right? Um, it can have this many of how many? Should we just say it can have two of each? Um, or or uh, two brain, two body, four limbs? Um, uh, I mean, I guess the turn will be one over. Brain, let's go one brain, one body, four limbs. I like that. Uh, well, the, the turn will be over almost, or the game will be over after two turns then, right? That's maybe okay because we're only 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay perfect because then i have a huge advantage in terms of i have tons of a uh, brain in my yeah, hand you do but uh but you don't know but some of my brains are in limbs and so oh yeah I, okay right so like yeah okay so I, I i get this this is good got it oh. so the criteria are you have to fill out all these spots on your robot and it has yeah. to meet 30 defense minimum <laughs> mark you're <Yeah>. gonna win <laughs> yes okay my cards suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who drew these things, man? Come on. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's each pick a card to play. I'm going to pick a... Hmm, I'm going to pick a body card. Okay. Um, and, so and you I, wouldn't I, know that necessarily until I flip it down. Right, you put it on the table, but it would have the body icon on the back. Yes. Right. I, the... the um, what I'd, I'd love to, and this becomes a physical challenge, I'd love mm-hmm. to be able for us, for I not to know what types you're playing before I play mine, it, or we can, do, or we do it in sequence, um, in which case then it's fine. Okay. Does that make sense? I just thought of something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's hear it. Go for it. Um, what if certain parts, they might have like negative, have like a negative attribute. So like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man, so I wish this, I had thought of that. But minus that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, the, so you want brain, but it's like minus... Uh, defense, defense and that hurts the goal so you actually are you you're not you won't play that card until you know it's safe to play it right and that you're would... the saboteur and you can play that card but you can act dumb like you're like oh but i really want the brain that's why yeah. I play. well or and that would make like a scientist yeah and because yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it would make sense because then it would make sense for the the enemy thing to need yeah. multiple different stats because you're having to balance against the different stats across the entire robot Right. Yeah. So like I do also need we, need we need 30 defense, but we also need 20 brain and yeah. this yeah, appendage. Yeah. It has negative five defense, but it's got nine brain. Yeah. 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 This is great. The man, this is so smart, like because it, it not only allows us to have the scenario be more interesting uh, without having to add more complexity. 
Yeah. But it also allows us to hold our factions a little secret, more secret, a little longer. Mm -hmm. And it rewards clever play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in that. This is genius. Ellen, uh, tell past Steven that so he can draw the correct cards. <laughs> well, it's like a, let me rewind time. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be in the game, but let's just, let's prototype this real quick. Um, and then with the uh, understanding that it will have that richness uh, going forward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can't really hide what cards we're about to pick. So we'll just yes. do it simultaneously. Ellen, did you pick your card? It sounds like Mark did. Oh, uh, there's no way for me to win, really. So it's hard for me to pick. Um, you, you, you lay down a body card, right, Mark? Yeah. I'm going to lay down a head card. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. I'm about to lay down a limb card. So that works out. Okay. So okay. this works pretty well if we do it in sequence. So there's no, yeah. none of that resolving that we talked about earlier. So maybe we yeah. give up on that because it's kind of hard to, you know. Anyway. All right. So that's what we've okay. done. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're, we're, there's no conflict or whatever. And this okay. will reveal Ooh. what it is. Pick. I got, I picked limbs five. Uh, so mine is uh, uh, that brain 30. <laughs> oh, I thought you picked body. You picked brain. No, it's oh, body. No, it, the body. It's gives a body you brain card, 30. but it's the brain stat. Yeah. What the heck, Mark? I know, I'm the right? saboteur. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, none so of us that, have. That's the thing. I, I'm like this. You, you know, I play Civ this way. I just dump everything into science <laughs> without regard for the consequences. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, I put down a head with attack 15. Okay, we got. Oh, ooh, hold up. I'm coming. I'm coming back. Okay, so so far we have 20 total. In this, um, mm -hmm. we've got how much brain? You said you had 30 brain? 30 brain. 30 brain. Yes. Uh, and then we have one body, one brain. Oh, we're good on brains and bodies now. We're good on brain and body, so all that's left is limbs. We also so have no defense, and we need 30 defense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, not that I'd reveal this to you while playing, but none of my, none of my remaining cards that I can play uh have defense oh good so so all i can go for now is like the noble failure right like i, yeah. I can maximize so that might be a gameplay strategy is i'll maximize my faction even though i'm certain that i've i've already lost the race for the t uh, t to help the team <laughs> right? oh you did my job for me thanks yeah, yeah sometimes uh, it goes that way <laughs> it's the, it was 30 brain ellen how could i turn it down <laughs> it's too I mean, tempting that dinosaur is going to get so many people with his laser. <laughs> true, I bet Ellen got all the defense cards. I bet that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll talk okay, about so, it in the post. <laughs> all right. So yeah. our next turn, our next turn, um, I will uh, play a limb card. Uh, and we have no choice but to play limb cards at this point, right? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And there's three uh, limbs left. So we all play a limb card if we have it. I also play a limb card. I also play mm -hmm. a limb card. Okay. Uh, sir. Oh, I was either reading this wrong or psych because my limb has defense 10. Okay. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> so you revealed yours, Mark. And yes. then, Stephen, do okay. you reveal Mine next? Mine is plus five shield, plus five brain. Okay. So we're at 15 defense? Uh-huh. Yes. All right. My limb has five defense. Hey, okay. we still didn't make it, right? We're at 20. <laughs> That's 20. We needed 30, is it just right? five? It's you just know? five. Oh, okay. And then I added a, I added five to brain. So, uh -huh. so okay. uh, Ellen, did you play? Uh, I stumbled onto an accidental strategy here. Ellen, did you play the defense because you knew it was hopeless? Uh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so even though I didn't do this, I actually didn't realize I had a defensive limb card. So that would be a that's a bluffing strategy. I could just say like, ah, well, I got nothing. And then oh, that it, actually, right? so, actually, Mark, mm -hmm. the real the truth. 
I forgot uh-huh. I was supposed to sabotage the mission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are excellent players of this game. I love it. <laughs> Interesting game. The only winning move is to forget what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> okay, well, we've pretty much hit an hour now. Yeah. So um, I think we've learned a lot and I mm-hmm. think we have a really solid idea for how to go forward. Yeah. Um, we can do two or three minutes of postmortem before yeah. we call it, uh, yeah. put a button on it. That sounds good. I feel like every time we do a nice games jam, I'm always like, I want to make this game. I want to play it. Me too. <laughs> What's great is when we when we do stumble onto a card game like this, something that's actually just physically like something we can actually make. Yeah. Getting this getting this to a, a proper uh, uh, place won't be as hard as some of our other designs. Right. So yeah. I, I would be happy for funesies on a weekend uh, hammering it out if, if, if the, you two would love to because yeah. this is great. I love this. Yeah. We've never, we've really never cool. done like a nice games jam continued, but like uh... <laughs> we could do a part two on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. That would be And cool. then we don't have to use our free time. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> Using it really anyway. But now I'll use right, it for something yeah. more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I uh thanks to the, you know, the comments from the chat and in the ideas, like there were some pretty some, someone suggested sinkhole as a natural disaster. Oh, and I'm not sure what the robot would do, like <laughs> shovel more into you it, like a fill it up. hook or in case you fall down there or well obviously the play is to have more swords so you can punch the sinkhole into submission Duh. yeah <laughs> if you flatten all the land around the sinkhole it's no longer a sinkhole exactly then it's <laughs> right, just right. land extreme terraforming you just yeah, yeah. then it's just right. like a depression it's a cauldron yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh that's great um <laughs> yeah i i really liked how like i i was i mean i was drawing all the stuff so i was a bit distracted i couldn't Quite, but I understood what we were doing, like mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. while we were doing it, which was great. Um, y'all described the rules very well enough for me to understand it while I was even distracted. <laughs> great so. job keeping up with these. Like brainstorming is, yeah. you know, there's ideas flying everywhere, especially when you got a bunch yeah. of people who are excited about it, and you kept up really well. And <laughs> your handwriting isn't that bad. Oh yay! Okay, you can read this. <laughs> it says robust. Mm-hmm. It says <laughs> brain body. Yes, brain body legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sometimes no, I, that's yeah, I think that um, I mean, we're time constrained here, but one yeah. of the really good skills of prototyping is like we are throwing out a ton of ideas right. but when you need to try it out mm-hmm. to be able to distill that into something that's workable mm-hmm. and uh, and seeing us kind of like fumble around with that. But Stephen, you're the you're the hand that did it. So mm-hmm. uh, well done, because I think we could have easily <laughs> spun out a little bit further or wasted even more time yeah. uh, trying to find our way to something like that. But it, I think the heart of the idea, we were able to get enough cards to, and enough things you know, actually to do it. So that's yeah. Well, I think that, you know, brings me to the thing I was going to add is this is I, one of the reasons I love doing this is just such a great example of t- the idea of time boxing, like giving yourself mm-hmm. a, a, an uncomfortably short time constraint to try to get something done. Not because you can actually think you're going to get it done and be satisfied with the result, but you're never going to be satisfied. Like yeah. It's yeah. Satis- you being satisfied is not a good criteria for finishing a thing when you're just starting out by idea generation. You just have to get stuff out there and build it and try it. And so, you know, making yourself do it fast is is a good way to to get stuff done. Yeah. That's why we have a timer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> ominous timer, though. I, mean, I, I wish it came in blue or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now? Now we start now? <laughs> start now. Immediately, let's get into it. Start uh, making okay. Ellen, did you start the clock? <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. No, I didn't. <laughs> Here we go. So listeners who heard our Roboston episode, which I think isn't that many episodes ago now, but about three yeah. or four, um, mm-hmm. we wanted to actually revisit it. Once we had the idea to revisit it, we wanted to get to it as quick as possible. Um, but yeah. if you didn't hear that episode, uh, it was a live version of Nice Games Jam that we did for 2DCon. Um, and uh, uh, also we helped raise some money for Able Gamers Charity, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. for that one, we were in a time slot as part of this co- online convention. So we really were like n- limited to an hour and we, mm-hmm. we got it. I think we were like an hour or two, maybe. <laughs> I think we might have yeah, played like a little that. bit. Um, but uh, that was a lot of fun. This time, um, we're not, we still, you know, roughly an hour, but we're not, we don't have a clock this time. Uh, so it's, yes. it's in that way, more like a normal Nice Games Jam episode. But instead of a new prompt, <laughs> oh, Ellen's got the timer in front of us. Oh, that's very cruel, <laughs> Ellen. She I said thought, it. I thought you meant to start a timer. 57 minutes remaining, <laughs> folks. Uh, <laughs> unlike most normal, unlike most nice jam, games jam episodes, we do not have a prompt. We are, in fact, just taking what we made at the last one and we're going part two. Why are we doing yeah. that? What, what led us to uh, make that decision? 
That that's a good question. No, <laughs> I think Stephen. Well, I thought I you were prepared. Time, <laughs> never. <laughs> every time we um we do a nice games jam, um, I think we're always like, oh man, it's really this was a really cool game. I would love to like continue this. I want this to be a real game so I can play it. Yeah. Um. This time we just decided to call our own bluffs. I guess. <laughs> <to do it. laughs> but like, I'm excited about this one too because like um, I think part of it like what's exciting about this is because we built it in. It's such a condensed format mm-hmm. than like we normally would have. It like led to a bunch of decisions, um, and I think that the, the game is compelling. Uh, what what with what we ended up having, but like I think that there's a, there's a lot of ways we can refine it, and I think it would be interesting for us as part of it and listeners uh, listening to us, like to see what a part two um, of a of a of a of a, of a, of a, of a front. Bleh a refinement session looks like yeah so yeah at least for us so yeah i think it'll be cool i'm very curious if we end up i mean we'll know soon enough but if we end up adding more or if it's really more about refining what we had uh, i think i think we'll want to do both but i'm curious yeah. i am very curious where we'll end up um uh ellen do you want to tell listeners who maybe don't have time this very minute to go listen to that episode or maybe need a refresher uh what it is we ended up with last time yeah, so we were, um, you know, we were working on doing kind of like a, a card, uh, kind of rapid card game. Um, you play around a table with three to eight people. And the idea is that you are kind of scientists collaboratively, scientists and engineers collaboratively working on building a robot to help save a city or save, you know, overcome some disaster. So we ended up with a few different decks that you'd be drawing from. Um a deck of robot parts, which you get to draw from to help build your robot. A deck of uh, like group objectives. This is these are the you know this is the scenario that your your robot needs to be able to overcome in order for the team to say that you were successful. And then one deck of secret player roles, because you can't just have a robot and then like have a, a situation that the robot has to overcome. You also have to have like secret evil scientists stuff. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so the idea, idea is that you, you know, you'd have your, you'd have your limbs your, and your processors and your body cards for the robot parts and everyone would see the shared scenario that you have to build and overcome. But the information that would stay secret from round to round, even as you reveal parts is what's your secondary objective. And so to actually win a round of Robostin, you have to, you have to meet your, um, your player role uh, your individual player roles objective and for many roles that we considered that part of that objective was you have to beat the scenario but not for everyone sometimes you might like the saboteur for example uh wants to make the group fail their um their objective so there's a little bit of like hidden information going on yeah um and we tried to keep it really simple because we had an hour uh but i also just think that's kind of good practice when you're starting out with something like this you want to test it a bit before you start adding stuff so we um we kept it pretty simple and now we're gonna start refining i guess yeah yeah well, ellen you had a great observation in that episode which is that we were coming up with these random ideas like maybe we could try this maybe we could try that and that's normal and that's healthy uh and it's good to write those down for later or whatever but i think um you described things in terms of dynamics and uh, and what was uh, as we were trying to get closer to a, a play testable state like what would be useful, a good use of our 10 minutes. 
mm-hmm. in that sense. And I thought that was a pretty good insight um, that applies to our uh, very condensed game jams, games jams in general, but also full scale productions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we start, there's a couple of meta things we want to talk about. Yeah. We got we got regular business. <laughs> <laughs> regular business. Yeah. Minor business, but uh, it's important stuff. Yeah. Wanted to keep you informed. Um, Astro Gunners, who, you know what? The the Saudi bros who are developing that game, they are local Minnesotans. Um, but I don't think they've been on the show before. I don't think so. We should, we should maybe try to get them on the show. Um, at any it. rate, it is a local, it's a locally developed shoot 'em up um, um, that is out on uh, early access on Steam. Uh, let's put some links in the in the show notes for you. But uh, yeah, you should check it out. It's it's fun um, mm-hmm. as a a local uh, shoot 'em up developer myself. I yeah. can test <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's been so fun to watch Fingence and Astral Gunners, two games that have a superficial similarities. And the depth that they both go to and in different ways and how much fun it is to play both of them. And I'm sure it's been fun as the designers of one of those games to enter, you know, to talk with those guys and go back and forth and like share each other's learnings. Yeah. And like, this is a choice we're making. Well, we're not making that choice, but it's interesting. Like (laughs) even even that, like it gives you more like it's interesting, like as a as a a, like a two pack. uh, I really like these two games. And Astro Gunners is in a place now where you can you can get your hands on it now. And see what we've been raving about. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. And also, um, there are some things if you if you've seen or played Fingence, um, in the past, there are some things that like have been inspired from Astro Gunners, and I think there are some things in Astro Gunners that have been inspired from Fingence. Mm-hmm. So, like we build upon each other too because of mm-hmm. that. It's really cool. Yeah. Um. So I highly recommend it. Um. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we'll put links in the show notes. For you. With that news out of the way, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So like. In terms of how Robostin works, I think that like like what I really enjoyed about it was that the um there are ways or the hidden cards that you have like influenced your play, but it's pretty easy to like hide your intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um with the with the current setup we have, like all the cards I made during the jam were kind of, you know, wacky, but they work. Um it's, so it's easy to hide your intentions. But what I don't like about it is like there's no way once you if you figure out that um, Ellen is the saboteur, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to prevent Ellen from saboteuring, mm. sab- sabotaging. I see. There's no saboteur. mechanic by which you could use that information. Right. Yes. OK, interesting. Currently, there's not. So so, uh, so we should wa- talk a little bit about uh, how it is you can find that out. So when you have yeah. your deck of robot parts, you, everyone plays a, a, a card in a round. And then that helps mm-hmm. assemble the robot. And the robot has limited amount of slots that you could put a limb or a brain or whatever. And we try right. to be very cr- uh, simple and crude with what our categories. Um, uh, and we may want to expand upon that uh, now. But um, each of those parts uh, changes the overall stat of the robot. So it adds strength mm-hmm. or it adds uh, defense or it adds intelligence. Those are our three stats. Like, And it's independent of what type it is. So even though it's a brain, might not increase the intelligence stat as much as a limb might. And that's just because these are just numbers to us right now. Um, so right. It, it worked for the system we're working. But if I am the person who wants the, my, my secret objective is for the, as was the case in the, when we play tested, that I want the robot to be the smartest. I want it to uh, have the most intelligence. I want to play a card that has more intelligence on it. But if I play a card that has a lot of intelligence, but a lot more defense, say, then mm-hmm. my goal is to add more intelligence, but you don't know that's why I played that card. And having those right. different stats, I think, was the reason for that. One of the things that Ellen's idea, which we were not able to get to, 
but was in the episode, which is that some we should have some negative numbers so that you can yeah. sneak mm -hmm. sneakily reduce a stat under the guise of raising another one. And that gives yeah. more opportunities for strategic play and more opportunities for suspicious behavior and mm -hmm. and, and more table talk, which is kind of nice. But what you're saying yeah. is that even with all of that, what happens when you figure it out or you think you've figured it out? What? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't that, think we have any systems good... for that, really. We we technically don't. But now that I think about it, um, because of the way that like you can only put certain um, number of parts onto your robot, yep. um, that there is a system in place to deny people the ability to like put in influential or important parts for them. So, uh. like, for example, uh, Mark, you were saying that like or you brought up that like technically intelligence, it doesn't matter where you put um it doesn't matter what part you put on there it'll give you a certain amount of intelligence mm -hmm. but we can maybe make it so that like brain parts or processors or something generally speaking give you more intelligence than other parts do um, oh you know it could be um yeah uh to that end but not yeah. necessarily make the the head the car and we need to have terminology for this but the cards that <laughs> the robot parts that go in the headspace we don't necessarily yeah. need mm -hmm. to make those tend to have higher intelligence numbers what we could say uh -huh is that a, a card placed in that spot has a multiplier. So it could be that oh. it's our cards could just be stats. And, in, yeah, and okay. they could go in any slot. Yeah. So there's two okay. choices you make. What, uh -huh. what uh, stats you're giving the robot and where you're putting it. Um, okay. there, there's, mm. there's some more balance. So the idea then is that it might be a little harder to be sneaky in that case, right? Like I have a, a card that has 50 intelligence. But I put it in the arm slot, um, even though the arm has a 0.8 multiplier on intelligence, because yeah. how smart is an arm? Right. Um, <laughs> but that's still a high number, right? And that's that's a way uh, for me to get use most of the value of my card without necessarily revealing that that's what I'm going for, because that yeah. card also has 10 attack. And I'm like, oh, man, this is the only attack cards I have. Oh, sucks to be me. Like and uh, other players could <laughs> fall for that or they could fall not fall for that terrible attempt at mm. subterfuge. Um, yeah, <laughs> that might be a way to do that. That's interesting. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, and then as a as a you can deny your opponent by you know trying yeah like trying to fill up uh, the head part, which gives you a times two multiplier and intelligence stuff, and put no brains in there. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put no brains in there, and so that it will deny like the scientists, intel the people who want the most intelligence, um, that opportunity. Yeah, that could mm -hmm. work. It would feel pretty crappy if those get all filled up. Um, yeah, this has to be robust, a system that's relatively robust because I, yeah, uh, it is extremely exploitable, just as I've described it. Whereas our previous yeah. system was that certain uh, uh, cards only worked in these certain parts, and that just, um, but allowing anything anything to go anywhere means we have to have other systems to regulate that, right? Yeah, or we have to have more slots, like we have to have like eat the head has ten processor cores or whatever. Or, and then yeah. and you don't have to fill them all or, or something like that um and that might be even beyond the scope of our second round here to actually develop something that robust but i think one thing to think about is if we do something like that where you are able to put any stat card into any slot it does make it i think me perhaps a little bit difficult to make the aesthetics part of that fun yeah um so yeah, you're super right. Um, it makes it does just make everything numbers, which I'm usually not yeah. in favor of. So, <laughs> so true. that that's a problem that's introduced by this. The question is, is is yeah. solving that problem worth whatever other benefit that a system like that can provide, 
Or is there some sort of half measure that doesn't feel like a half measure? Like maybe an arm card, it's an arm card, but you could put it on the head, but at a cost mm -hmm. of 50% of its stats. So it could mm -hmm. be, you could come at it from the other way, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at any rate, that's an issue I have with it. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. That, like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to like coordinate an attack. Okay. And like it, the the way that like the, this is different from like mafia, at least the way that we have it currently, mm -hmm. in that like people who are of antagonizing positions do not know of, of, of there are other people who are of antagonizing positions. That makes sense. So like in mafia, if you're the murderer and there are two other murderers, you know who the other murderers are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in this game, you just get a role distributed to you. And like me and Ellen could be saboteurs, but we would not know that we were each other saboteurs. Unless we figured it out. Yeah, I, my, in my conception of it, I was thinking that that, that there were all roles would be unique. Oh, all of yeah. them would be unique. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we were playing the three of us, so that yeah. that made a lot of sense there. But if it's like eight players, mm -hmm. then yeah. I, I I almost think that like the way this game would work is that in order for you to be able to support more than more players than we currently have roles, then we would need to design mm -hmm. another role. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the box I would like to put around it, but I'm happy to okay. hear otherwise because our game does not have an opinion on that right now, technically. Yeah, yeah we we might need more stats in order to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is fine. But then, yeah. So the we the what complexity are we adding? Additional roles and goals or uh, uh, teams? Right? Um, I think we should. I think we should be careful about how many things we're changing at once, right? Sure. So oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. You know, like we've put together like a since we're all in different places and we don't really have a game. So it didn't really feel like, oh, yeah, let's set up our session on Astral Tabletop and start rolling stuff. Yeah. Um, we put together a real sexy spreadsheet uh, <laughs> to help us kind of think through this stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we've got a couple of things we've, like we haven't tried the negative numbers for stats things yet to see how that works out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I think we should maybe like take a take a beat, fill out some ideas for those for some of the stuff that we have and then play test it and then figure out what we want to like what variable, what what new thing we want to introduce next. OK, so normally when we do a nice games jam, we are only ever able to play test once. Um, mm -hmm. But now we have we've already have we already have a game in front of us. So you want to just mm -hmm. make the tiniest of tweaks and then get to a play test. Is what you're thinking. I think so because I think it'll be I think it'll make it clear if we have like a fresh playtest in our minds. Okay. Yeah. What we want to change next and through the magic magic of audio editing, it can take like very little time to set up. <laughs> All right. So as Ellen was saying, we have a spreadsheet that we've uh, put together our, our various cards um, that have various stats. And if if um, so, what we'll do is let's add those negative numbers. And okay. and then maybe we just run through it. And so it's really not that different, but it's just a bit of a refresher. Is that kind of a good place to start, do you think? I think so. Hey, folks, Mark here from the future editing this episode right now. At this point in the show, uh, we stopped the tape or rather we had planned to. And then we were going to just sort of put together the boring spreadsheet stuff. Uh, that wouldn't be interesting for the episode. But we did, in fact, leave the recording running just for our own convenience. And listening to this section now, there's a couple of pieces that are kind of interesting where we do some gameplay talk because, you know, we kind of can't help ourselves. So what I'm going to do for the next little montage here, I'm going to take out the most interesting bits uh, based on my judgment, uh, ones that are the least embarrassing to us as a team. And I'm going to just play them back to back for you before we get back into 
the episode and our first playtest of the second version of Robostin. So this all might seem out of context, but I hope it'll be uh, sort of interesting and entertaining and will sort of inform your understanding of uh, not just the game that we're making, but sort of our design thinking. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Let us know. Nicegames.club slash feedback. Do we just like max of every maximum five, minimum negative three? Sure. Yeah. That's okay. good. Yeah. One of the things that actually it would be a change from last time is like there, it's like the the psychology of big numbers, like five equals a, a small amount, 10 equals a medium amount, 30 is a big amount. And mm-hmm. but the difference between that and say one, two, and three is actually a, like a or, or is a magnitude. It's like a different curve for like, yeah, what a high stat is. And so it actually yeah. does change the game a lot. But we have not done any kind of analysis to know what effect that does or doesn't have. So I'm OK with, mm-hmm. again, randomly picking numbers because it's not, not going to change anything, even though it will be different. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. OK. All right. So if there is 40 cards, then 20 of them will be limbs. Oh, man. But I didn't come up with cool ideas for 40. <laughs> well, eight yeah. of them are tentacles. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll just double it. That's fine. I have no idea whether these numbers are fair or a good idea. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's well, evenly distributed, so. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the objectives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I know the first time we tried it, it was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also cool this isn't a spreadsheet because then, like, we can just copy it. And change things. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And have a record of all the different mechanics. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Where should we put stats that we're currently adding? I should put them in. Oh, Mark. What? I don't like this way that the spreadsheet is. Uh, it's okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> I think your response of uh, was exactly the right thing to say. <laughs> Oh, this is, I should not have been given charge of the scenarios. I'm putting puns in now. That's literally what we would want. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think that's a bad thing? I don't understand. (laughs) I've been playing, uh, I bought a whole bunch of like tiny card games a while back Mm -hmm. just to have like, just, you know, sitting around, you need something to do. And one of them was uh, called Weird Alchemy. And it's just this tiny, like one deck. not like slightly bigger than a playing card, like like double the size, but basically like your you and your fellow players are all, are all alchemists, and your 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 experiments are going wrong, and so you have to like pass your messes to the other alchemists to try to like <laughs> blame the, the 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 failed experiments on these other folks. It's oh, pretty wow. it's pretty zany, but the art is amazing, and I kind of keep imagining this robust game as having this a similar art style. What was the name of this game? Weird Alchemy. It's like a madcap game. You end up having like a bunch of people around and you're just like throwing cards across the table. It's really fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Someday when we're allowed to be together in person again, we can play. Yeah. Okay, what else do we need here? Uh, I put in where we could have the current stats of the robot in the section to the left yeah. of the robot parts deck. Oh, and then uh, I made... A random. I made a list of the different roles that we can distribute those randomly to. 
so I'm not the warmonger again, or I might be. You won't know. Okay, so I, I ran. I generated a random s sets that would randomize the numbers three, two, and one. So we will each get a roughly even number of body, head, and limb cards. Okay. So cool. this is a randomizer as if the body, head, and limb decks were separate, and then we yeah. flip them out like this. If they were all mixed in, then it wouldn't work like it wouldn't be so evenly distributed. Um, but I accidentally did it this way, so. So it goes. Okay. That's <laughs> so, uh, you know, Ellen is one. I'm two. Steven's three or whatever. Sounds good. I'm the third after all. And I think I entered this correct. Any mistakes I make, so it goes. Uh. <laughs> I think I will add, um, if I could add a rule to our game jam. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you draw a card that doesn't have a name, please add a name. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. I like it. Oh, I keep clicking on Ooh, conditional formatting, Mark. Yes. I love conditional formatting. It's very good. It's my very favorite. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we're recording this because <laughs> I feel like we should clip some of it into like an like part of the episode. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, Mark here from the edit bay again. Uh, I swear I didn't realize that Ellen had already made this suggestion in our little outtake section here, but it makes a lot of sense because like all good ideas, uh, Ellen had it first. I feel like I should add another scenario where, like, a wind farm goes crazy. And attack? <laughs> yeah. Okay, the wind farm is farming humans! Ah! <laughs> okay, so I'm blue. Yeah. And you're... Wait, no, you're blue. No, you're blue. Okay, I'm blue. Are we ready to get back on air? Uh, yes. I think so. Okay. Okay, so, listeners, we have just gone into the time hole and uh, entered a bunch of stuff in our spreadsheet, uh, yep. mainly creating these cards, because that was the, 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 the challenge we set for ourselves when we did this last time, was like, oh, let's make three decks of cards. <laughs> and uh, luckily, we quickly came up with a strategy to make it work, but this time we figured we've got the time hole, let's use it. Um, so we went away, we, uh, made a deck of 40 cards for robot parts. Um, Ellen also put together the scenario pack. Um, and, uh, did we, did we get around to making the, the, um, the third deck or the roles? The roles? Uh, the roles? I used the same roles from previously. Okay. Okay. So good. we're good. Um, I just need to randomly generate them. <laughs> and we, in order to find, to randomize these, so each card, each, um, and then we split it up. So we each have our own. We, de we dealt the cards as well. So we each have our own deck of 13 to 14 cards, and they each have an equal number of body parts, head parts, and limb parts. Um, so it's like they were like three decks, body, head, and limb that were, you know, shuffled to all of us. Each of them have three stats, a defense stat, a, a attack stat, and an intelligence stat. And um, they each have fun names that Ellen mostly came up with, and then we filled in a couple <laughs> extras at the end. Yeah. So that'll be great. Um, and each scenario requires the robot totally to have a certain number of these kinds of stats. Um, Ellen, do you want to describe uh, maybe one or two of them, and then we can pick one at random? For the scenarios? Yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> We've got three scenarios to choose from. I was in the middle of making a fourth one, but it might be too scary for a podcast. <laughs> um, so the first the first scenario that we might be facing is giant mutant tree attack. Uh. So it's not just a giant tree. It's also a mutant tree. Mm. And it's 
it's leafing downtown a total mess. Um, the stats required to beat the giant mutant tree are offense 21, defense 16, and int 8. Because it's a tree. It's probably not that smart. Yeah. Um, no offense to trees. You know, it's not what they're known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have alien invasion. They're slimy and they have the wrong number of eyes. Stats required offense 13, defense 21, and int 16. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the third one is Bagger 388, which is a giant real-life mining machine. Um, and this mining robot has gained sentience as it, and is scooping up the suburbs. <laughs> Stats needed offense 13, defense 13, and intelligence 23. Well, I don't consider that last one so much a problem worth worth uh, my attention. So, um, <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, so maybe, uh, I, although I, any of them are probably be fine, Stephen. Which yeah. uh, I guess we can pick one. I guess uh, in this game we would be randomly selecting one. But I, but there's also some argument to be like, uh, before you know what hands you have, what roles you have, it might be part of the mechanics for the team to pick a, a scenario. Right. Yeah. And in our yeah, game currently, absolutely. there's just these threshold stats that we need to get and fun mm-hmm. flavor text. But perhaps in a fully <laughs> developed game, there'd be more uh, mechanics associated with each scenario that would make that choice interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Or or I is mean, or I, do we do we deal them out randomly? I don't know. Um, I I mean, uh, I guess for the purposes of what we're doing, we can just pick. Yes. I, yes. I do think that like. It could be I think it would be more interesting and potentially like more um, accessible for people if we have objectives people can pick mm-hmm. because like we can make different objectives more with different difficulty levels. So people oh, who are like sure. really yeah, experienced yeah. with the game could have like harder stats. to. Mm. I like um, that. Yeah. Right. That um, justifies it as a, as, a, as a mechanic, which I like a lot. Yeah. Cool. And any rate, I think we should deal with this alien invasion thing because they're slimy and I don't like the number of eyes they have. <laughs> <laughs> It's a vague number of eyes, but it's definitely wrong. It's a little intolerant, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one's going to require offensive 13, defense 21, intelligence 16. Okay. So this is, this is more of a a batten down the hatches kind of uh, battle. All right. So that's what we're trying to get. And each of these cards has, has modifiers for those three stats ranging from negative three to positive five. And we've randomly distributed them. And we used a a website called random.org, which has a bunch of randomization tools that are really, really fun uh, when you need to get a bunch of things quickly. Uh, And that's what we did for this purpose. So there's no balance uh, or, um, uh, you know, game designery attention paid to what these numbers are. We're just testing the systems, uh, which is Mm -hmm. sort of similar to what we did last time. We just have a little bit more materials in front of us now. Um, and we've, we've, we've set out the hands in each or the deck that are the cards that are in each of ours hand. And, yeah. uh, we now have ro- a role deck, uh, which we now need right. to pick roles. And yes, these were secret when we did them last time, but we were kind of, they were open secrets just for the purposes of our demo here, right. but yeah. there's three of us in three roles. So if we did distribute these randomly in a way that none of us could know what the other ones are, we would only we would we'd only have one one or the other in terms of the other players. Like, ooh, can can Dale just come in and tell us who we are? Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good that. idea. <laughs> yeah, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the memory hole again. 
Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to go run and get Dale, and then she can just uh, text us, uh, send us messages on Discord privately for each of us. Awesome. Yes. All right. That's brilliant. I'm excited to play this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, so we have our roles deck. We have our three roles, and there's three of us. And Yes. Thank you, Dale. Uh, warmonger, scientist, and saboteur. Ellen, do you want to walk through what those roles are? Warmonger. You need to, at the end of the scenario, you have to win by one of completing the scenario. So you have to complete the objective. Um, and that's a team goal. But then you also have to have built a bot that has more offense than any other stat value. So if you have those conditions at the end of the scenario, then the warmonger wins. Um, the scientist is the same. Your team has to complete the objective and beat the baddie. But uh, for the scientist to win, the second condition is the robot has to have more intelligence value than any other stat. Um, and then the currently final role, I mean, I think the idea is eventually we'd have a lot more than this. Yeah. But the third role that we're playing with for this playthrough is the saboteur, which is um, you want the team to lose the objective. Now, to Stephen's point earlier, <laughs> we don't really have anything that happens when you, if you figure something out. Um, so we'll have to figure that out at some point. But yeah. I think we can get started. The other thing that we haven't explained to listeners yet who are not familiar with the previous episode is that the way of the turn orders go, which I can run yeah. through really quickly. Each turn, we each play a part to add to the robot, and the robot has a certain number of available slots. Each card is a, a limb, a body, or a head, and then has those stats. And um, the robot, as we've described it, and uh, which, you know, maybe there'll be future robot mainframes, but here our robot can have four limbs or accessories, I guess, one body and one brain. So this game is going to go very quickly. Yeah, make sure you have your die up just in case, like if we are competing for a head placement or something, you got to roll a die. Whoever gets the highest gets that placement. Yeah, so we each pick a thing and then reveal um, what uh, what it is or what type of, of body part it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So I'm taking a look at mine now and what and see if I can get my objectives going. Oh, I've got strategies. I've got plans. All oh, right. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure I, I get the. Um, oh, wait, hold on. In front of me. My plans ruined already. <laughs> already? <laughs> I, I, I looked at what I have and. uh. OK, we might be all right. <laughs> we can salvage this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oof. Well, I've Oof. got my first card. Play. I've got mine as well. Um, Ellen, you've got yours picked? Yes. Okay, so here we would play them on the table, and yep. the type of card it is would be revealed on the back of the card. So we would all yes. know what type of card we're playing. We wouldn't know the stats yet. Mine is a head okay. card. Mine is also a head card. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a body card. Okay, Dang. so uh, Ellen's uncontested, so uh, yes. Ellen... <laughs> What's what's uh, you would flip over, I guess, what your body card is and we would learn what its stats are. So my body card has a name because some of ours already have names. It's called the abs of aggression. And <laughs> the, the stats are offense five, defense negative two and int zero. OK, and then Stephen, okay. you and I would have to flip a coin or roll a die roll a die or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um I rolled a one. <laughs> I oh, did too. We're going, we're going low. Oh, you did too? Oh. <laughs> yeah, nice try. <laughs> going low. Yeah. Are we going low? Uh, no, roll, no, we roll. should go. All right, let's we roll again. All right. I got a six. I got a three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so my card is the one that, that gets it. 
Um, and we <laughs> talked about in the previous episode, like what mechanisms we might have to resolve these differences. For now, a die roll works for us. Um, yep. So my okay. card is uh, it's called the multi-core. It's a multi-core Ooh. processor we're putting in the head. It has nice. um, zero offense, has four defense. So countering a little bit of what Ellen has done and negative okay. three intelligence. So it has very, I guess, it has a very bad <laughs> single threaded performance. I don't know. Oh, um, we're doing. Um, okay. <laughs> Steven, oh, by the way, is one of us keeping track of the total points this robot has? I, I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I didn't think to ask that earlier. Um, all right. So then, Steven, you need to pick a new one. But here's the, here's a yes. here's a question about procedure. Like, mm-hmm. um, is it like Steven loses the battle between us, but I revealed yeah. what my stats were? Is that a good thing? Yeah. Then Steven has more information to make his his uh, secondary choice. Because that's kind of a balancing mechanic, right? Like you lost the battle on what slot to pick, but you get a little yeah. bit more information. Like that's kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is. I mean, I don't have enough info. Like if I want to, uh, I well, guess you, I do have a lot of information. Yeah, right? let's say Ellen and I both had like negative uh, uh, offense on both our cards and you were the warmonger. You would then yeah. make sure that, oh, now I'm definitely going for it, even if it reveals my position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it better to, uh, and th- that actually gives you some information that we were talking about, like um, uh, this mechanic gives you a way to react. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose it does. And that it's it's a gimme a for lot. someone who loses the opportunity to pick the slot they wanted, you know? Yeah, that means there needs to be a lot of uh, more conflict then, if we want this to be the the the, the, the interaction factor, right? Like maybe we can have a whole bunch of different kinds of parts. Like maybe with their, we could split the limbs up into different kinds of. Yeah, parts yeah. Ultimately, we would would want to have. Yeah, yeah. Like vision core and like uh, um, not just limbs, but like limbs, and then each limb has a certain number of like weapon slots or something. We could make it. Yeah. Not too complicated, yeah. but we could have it more. Yeah, I def- yeah. But let's assume that's coming down. I the think pipe. we'll want to have it. Um, all right, Stephen. What is your what is your second choice? So I okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Do I get a second choice, or do we just have to go to the next round and I just get no choice? I think you do get a second choice. Okay, because like I'm, it feels I'm comfortable with me just losing my choice. To be perfectly honest, but, really. Uh, I mean, as as a as a developer, I'm cool with that. Yeah, as a yeah, player, yeah. I'm like, Ur. well, you could play a whole um, game because then that that means that some players will have a greater uh, influence over the robot. But if that's the case, and I don't, as a mechanic, I like that too. But it means we have to do something better than a die roll. Right. Yeah, some, I agree. Some mechanic that's better than a die roll. It, but mm-hmm. um, otherwise, but otherwise, I like the, the, uh, you randomly lost the die roll. You then get the advantage of something else right now. I, th- I would like the idea of you picking a secondary thing. OK, yeah, I think that makes sense, too, because the advantage is I know more information. Yeah. Ellen, um, what do you I think? didn't get the one thing I wanted. Oh, yeah. Ellen, what do you think? I think it works for a smaller number of players, but we'll have to be careful when we have like if we're saying it's going to support up to eight, that could end up taking something that's supposed to feel really fast and really slowing it down. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's, you know, for now, I think that we can just play where you get a second chance. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it might uh, end up being overpowered too, right? Because it might be too mm-hmm. much information. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Um, um I just... Uh, you got to pick a limb because that's all that's left. Yes, I will pick. I have my limb choice. Mm-hmm. It will be the stomper. Mm. <laughs> um. Yes, and it has a value of one in offense, negative three in defense, and five in intelligence. Okay, so what is our current robot stats after the first round? Um, Okay, so we currently have uh, plus six in offense, uh, zero in defense, and plus two in intelligence. Okay. Oh, boy. We're not 
looking super great, especially since we need a lot of defense to complete this alien invasion thing and, you know, yeah. beat these aliens. And there are three uh, limb slots and there's three. So we just we this is just one one more round to make this happen. Uh huh. Right. Yep. So these numbers aren't balanced, okay. but that's fine. Well, let's just yeah. let's assume that it's possible. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and let's go okay. ahead and make our our next round choice. Yeah, I've got options. I know what I'm doing. Wait, mm -hmm. yes, I definitely do. We can do this. We just have to cooperate. <laughs> Wait, can we do this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. Well, it's fine. It'll be fine. I'm sure. Okay, I've picked mine. Okay, I got mine. I, I picked mine too. All right, they're all limbs. We know that much. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, mine is the pogo stick. And <laughs> <That's great. laughs> it has a negative one uh, offense, negative okay. two defense. Oh, no. And zero intelligence. Oh, I wonder what role Mark is. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's the last round. It's time to put all our cards on the table to use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, I'm uh, I picked the jet engine. Um, which has plus three in uh, offense, mm -hmm. um, plus five in defense, and zero in intelligence. Okay. I have a concrete slab arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, it's offense four, defense three, and int two. Okay. So we ended up with what, Steven? Uh, offense twelve, defense six, intelligence four. So not even close. We got we were one <laughs> we were one away. So what we needed was offensive thirteen, defensive twenty one, which are way off them, and yeah. intelligence sixteen. So uh, yeah. I know Ellen, when you came up with those thresholds, you had nothing to base it on. So you had no idea what a good number was. Um, yeah, well, and I, I realize now, like we've changed really two variables since the previous build. First, mm -hmm. you know, I made these these target numbers higher because of how our first playthrough went. Mm -hmm. um, but then also we introduced the negative numbers. And yes. so that's that's why we ended up with what we did. Right. OK, so um, I think the one failure of the playthrough is mm -hmm. the, the really the only one is that uh, two rounds doesn't give us a lot to work with. No. Um, we needed it last time because we were time constrained and it was really like a proof of concept here. I think the questions we're trying to answer about how the, how the players relate interrelate with each other, I think mm -hmm. requires a little bit more because after that first round, like there was no reason for me to hide the fact that I was, as you may have guessed, dear listener, the saboteur. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I just picked the one that gives you negative values. Um, yeah. although interestingly, this is something that's up to the, you know, the, 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 the designer among us, Stephen, probably, who goes in on, on the official spreadsheet, which is I had a card that was negative, negative zero, <laughs> like, which is not a, oh, yeah. I can't trick anybody yeah. into thinking that's a, a valuable card. Right. Um, one thing that could service that in terms of having more variety in these cards and from a real game designer perspective, like actually being able to allow for randomizing their, them is, mm. um, is having, uh, rather than targets, having ranges. So you don't want it to be oh. too powerful or have too much defense or be too intelligent because then it will, you know, uh, uh, rule over all of us. Um, yeah. So that that would be a way to make the designer's job a little easier, not having to go in and tweak every single stat on every single card, right. um, which might be a problem at, at scale. Yeah, well, I think it, I, it might be a problem at scale, but at the other, the other issue with that is a card like zero, zero, negative three. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at the spreadsheet, like I see one that's like that or negative one, zero, zero, like 
you're just never going to choose to play that. Oh, it's kind of it's a dud in your hand. I think that you might choose to play that even if you're not the saboteur. If like the warmongers are running away with the warmonger, I guess is running away with right. it and has way too much offense. Okay, you could, like, yeah, yeah, sabotage yeah, yeah. it and try to lower the amount of offense you have. Like if right. you're like way like let's say that the the objective is just like four four four. You only need four stats in each thing. Yeah, like that's super easy. And so like you're really competing so that your roll wins. The saboteur mm-hmm. is trying really hard to make it. <laughs> The whole thing it, tank, yeah. Um, but like, um, I think that like in that instance, you might want to play a card that has you know negative offense and positive intelligence if you're a scientist and you want to win. Okay, I think yeah, that really actually I think solves my concern because mm-hmm. one of the things about like trying to uh, uh, trick the other players or, or be a little sneaky is not yeah. just that like <laughs> I'm trying to convince you that I'm not the saboteur is I want you to think that what I'm doing is in service of a different goal. Not just right. not saboteur, because that's yeah. not a very effective lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so having justifications for me to play negative values and also meaning like this is, oh, this is a real great card for a saboteur, but I can't find a justification for playing it that wouldn't yeah. uh, unmask me. Right. But other times you'd be really lucky. You'd be like, oh, man, this one's got negative offense. And I know I could like totally play up because we're really doing great on, on off- offense. So I could totally play up the fact that I'm the scientist. Um, even mm-hmm. though I'm not. So yeah, all that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, so let's, now we need to have a game that can last more than two rounds. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I literally concern. should, I think we should just literally double the amount of parts that you can have yeah. for each thing. Yeah. I think, I think maybe even more than that, but yeah. Um, we could, yeah. And I think we could maybe come up with a couple, a couple more roles. Okay. Um. Okay. So now we're going to have a creepy eight-limbed robot. <laughs> yes. With two heads and two bodies. But just the normal amount of eyes, right, Stephen? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> what do you think? We're some kind of alien invading? <laughs> oh, this is... <laughs> okay. Um, what, what, okay, so what other role options are there that we could uh, give each other? Um, well, th- there's no role. We have a role that maximizes offense, maximizes intelligence, but not one that maximizes defense. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm adding that and now. especially now that we have more roles than players, that is actually pretty useful to have. Yeah. Um, I guess there could be a role that's like you want everything to be even the equalizer. Right. Oh, that's right. really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like even, even, but like not within three. Within three, yeah. Yeah, you don't want you want some balance, so that's that's good. And how difficult that would be based on how many opportunities you have and how each of the cards, like it's not you're rarely going to have a card that has like zero zero three, and you need mm-hmm. three more of that. You know what I mean? So that might be yeah. too difficult a role to play, but it's definitely worth trying. Yeah. And then what do I say? We have one more. That way, it's really we have no idea if any of the three original ones are in play. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the third one. Uh, maybe the opposite of that. Uh, just an unbalanced robot. Um, thematically, I don't know what to call that, but like, mm-hmm. say you what you if that way with the after round two, you see defense is running away with it. That's you just start pouring into defense. You don't care, and then sure. uh, and then that role maybe supersedes the the the, the as Ellen is now named the turtle. Um, uh, <laughs> it, they win unless the gulf is so wide. That also yeah. means that if you think that player is in play and I'm the I'm the turtle and I want high defense, suddenly I'm like, oh, but I, if I play this really high defense card, then it, then it's so out of balance that if that other player is in play, they will win. 
Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I like that for the wild card factor. Yeah. Because then it's, it's also like you can't figure out um, who, you know, I guess like who is, well, okay, but hold on. The way that the specialist works, won't that mean that the specialist and somebody else will also win? Is that okay? Do we no, I'm, that? I'm saying that there's a threshold. So, um, oh, okay. That the, uh, if the defense stat is highest, then the yes. defense player wins unless yes. it's so high that it meets the standard of the, who we're now calling the specialist. Okay. Right. So if I'm oh, the, and if the specialist isn't in the game, then that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So right. the so the defense player has a choice to make. Like, do I play yeah. this card and, and assure my victory, or do yeah. I play a different card to to because do you know what I mean? Uh, it also yeah, okay. this also adds some party game uh, mechanics in the sense that there is now enough randomization in this that you can make you have to make some in, intu uh, intuition choices, which means mm -hmm. that loss might not feel as it might not sting as much. Yeah. Um, but okay, that, that's yeah. playtesting. Uh, wide playtesting will have to determine if that's yeah. true. Or not. Oh, of course. But yeah, that's a cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, that's great. Then, like, if you're the warmonger, you're like, okay, I'll just I'll throw all of my stuff in there. But wait, the specialist might be in the game. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So Ellen has defined the generalist as all stats within five integers of each other, and uh, the specialist as one stat is seven plus greater than the next highest stat. Uh, those feel like good starting numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think now that we have like double the number of parts, we'll be able to. Yeah. And yeah. we'll be able to test the efficacy of this as a strategy, even if we even if the numbers are way off. We'll we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll still be able to test it out. Um, all right. So, so we should do we want to play with with this. I think we've changed a lot of variables. The only other thing I could think of is like, what do we do when you if you can figure out someone else's role? But. I don't know if we want to try that yet. I think maybe we just need to work on the numbers and the length of the round. I agree with you. I think that that, that, is, that is our biggest question, but I think that we need to try it. We need to run through it a couple more times as we make it a little bit more robust before we were able to answer that. So I'm totally with you. Okay. Um, so we should head back and uh, to ask Dale to give us uh, new roles of these six now. We'll be back in a second. You know, Dale's been really uh, doing a good job on our Twitter I, recently. There's this one tweet um, that she posted that was about uh, Spirit Fair that I found mm -hmm. really fascinating. Um, Shriek Friends, I don't know who that is, but they tweeted something that was really interesting that Spirit Fair is super interesting from a game design point of view because like almost everything positive about the early parts become a negative part and executed at the scale of Spirit Fair. Um, hmm. Which I mean, it sounds like a negative thing for Spirit Fair. You know, at least this person's opinion was. But mm -hmm. um, it, it made me think about like that, like games that are five hours long um, might not work at a scale of two hundred hours. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And those are the kind of interesting insights you can find on our Twitter. Ah, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were starting another episode? No. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Nice Games Club, um, and you can find more um, insightful insights like that. Um, like honestly, I'm still thinking about it now. <laughs> so yeah, Dale does a really excellent job curating not just like great insights from around the game dev universe, but also adorable cat pictures. That's like yeah. twenty percent by volume, and of course, <laughs> news about the show itself. So you want to learn about more what we're up to and engage with us directly. But a big part of it is like serving as what the show does, which is just to be a place where you can learn more about indie game development and learn what other people are doing. And uh, like Steven was saying, new thoughts and new ideas and get you started on your own journey. And so I think yeah. it's, a, it's a great resource on its own um, and a great way to connect with us at the show. 
And you can follow that link uh, at Nice Game. Tweet, tweet. Okay, so Dale has sent us each a role from our now six available roles, and none of us know what the others have. And so this is, um, I think this is going to change the game quite a bit in a way that is yeah. true. It's truer to what we wanted it to be the whole time. So we're not really making any changes. We're just sort of like in implementing a lot of our ideas that we've had already. So we're still at that mm -hmm. point, which is a fun thing about being able to do a part two. So we're excited about that. All right. Yeah. So um, what is our scenario? I see, Ellen, you have added a fourth scenario. I did. Um, oh, yeah. So I, please don't use this against me. I really am creeped out by wind turbines. <laughs> like the, the, the really amazing source of green energy that I think we should build more of. I just hate looking at them and driving uh -huh. by them and thinking about them. So I turned that into our fourth scary scenario of weaponized wind turbine. Green scary energy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Ray endorsement. I feel like we should just do that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this one requires... Offensive 15, defensive 15, and intelligence 15. So this is an all-around threat, um, which is actually kind of a good use, a good prototypey, playtesty test case for us because yeah. all of our roles want different outcomes, right? Um, right. So, all right. Uh, we're going to use the same deck of cards and the same randomly distributed one because we're pretty sure we didn't memorize the ones we had. Um, <laughs> nope. Yes. Uh, I mean, we don't have to reveal that, but I think that's important when you're like trying to play test quickly is like you don't always have to reshuffle the deck. Like if you don't, you know, at least not in the way we, that we're we're forcing ourselves to, which is sort of complicated and involves a shared spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, but again, we have two uh, head parts, two body parts and eight limb parts. So we're going to be able to do a couple extra rounds here. Um, mm -hmm. All right, let's pick our first card. I've got mine, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. Wait, is there a better one? No, this one's good. This one's good. It's a good card, I swear, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm um, ready. I am also ready. Okay, cool. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, what type of cards do you want to start? Oh, oh, okay. I'll start. I have a head card. I have a body card. Okay. I also have a body card. Okay. Ah, one of the things well, the I think nice is thing fairly is... obvious is even though we have multiple, we do have multiple slots, but there yeah. does seem to be an instinct to fill those slots quickly. Um, yes. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and we have now. There are no more body slots. We each get it. There's no conflict here. Right. Um, right. So let's go ahead and reveal our cards. Uh, Ellen, yes. why don't you go first? So I have a spiky body card. Um, it has offense two, defense four, and nice. int two. Okay. And Steven, you're tra keeping track of this still? I am, yep. Uh, my Our body card is an oak barrel. Um, <laughs> oak barrel. Okay. I mean, takes all parts. Uh, great. It, it has offensive three, okay. defensive two, and intelligence five. Smart barrel. It's a it's a hearty oak barrel. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, and so mine was uh, the head part, and I picked the algorithmic head. It's just powered by math. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's got an offense of five, a defense of zero, and intelligence of negative one. 
Okay. So we're doing pretty good. We're getting close to that 15 on all of our stats. Close-ish. We're making making waves. Yeah. Um, and remember, that's okay. what we're all trying to do here. Is right, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Course, no saboteurs course. among us, right? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, man, I. Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. Like, do you do y'all have ideas on who's who? I mean, I know who I am, but I don't. I, I think part of the problem is our uh, the way we're doing this is yeah. when you 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 say what type of you have you have, and then you say the stats. I'm not mm -hmm. really retaining the, that in my mind. Yeah. Whereas if I yeah, saw it flipped right. over as a card on a table. Um, mm -hmm. I think I might have a better job. So we need to be mindful of how our environment here is shaping this. This also slows the game down quite a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know. Like, I already don't know what your stats were for each of these cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, I'm doing a little bit of deduction based off of the card. Because I, I know what card I used. Yeah. But I don't know what card. Other, I don't exactly remember what other cards other people used. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I kind of remember what you put, Mark. Mm-hmm. So I can conclude what Ellen put, but that does not give me enough information to determine what the yeah. role is. This is a so, case where when we reveal yeah. it, the, the moment we reveal it is kind of where everyone can do a little table talk. So, for example, mine has positive stats in all three. So, mm -hmm. so certainly, regardless of what role I had, I can certainly play it up in any way. I could certainly, right. I, I could, I could say like, oh well, uh, mine has a as a, a five intelligence, but it also has three offense. And three, and that's the highest offensive body I have. And there are a few yeah. slots in body, so I'm, I, so you know, I can lean into the fact that I'm reeling to you that I'm the warmonger if I want you to think that, and right. or I could, I could play it up if I want you to think I don't want you to think. It's all the same nonsense, uh, you know, like uh, lies and duplicity for all kinds of bluffing games can come and yeah. play here. But it seems like we're not really giving ourselves the natural spaces that that would happen. That's true. The way we're doing this. Um, yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mess it up totally. But I feel like that would probably happen more there. But I'm not really retaining. I'm not able to make those deductions. Or I'm not keeping mindful of that myself. Sure. Nothing. Concrete. Shall we pick our next parts? Yeah. We've got yeah. one head part left and then the rest are limbs. So yep. keep that in mind, I suppose, while you're picking. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. What are we on to pick? Ah. Uh, I oh wait actually that's a pretty decent one I've got an option. All right, I'm good to go. I am as well. Okay. Um, I would like to place a limb card. Okay. Me uh, too. Oh well, then the head is mine, I guess. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Ooh. We're all being very deferential. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I picked a head card because I wanted the second chance. Oh yeah. Oh. Ooh. I like that. That's clever. Right. Because none, mm -hmm. none of my head cards are that great. <laughs> And so yeah. I was like, well, and actually, this is the thing we hadn't talked about is in the case of a conflict, what happens to the card you pick? Does it go? Does it get discarded? Oh, yeah. Because then question. that's a, that's motivation to not make not contest a, a rare slot. Yeah, I guess it. Uh, I guess if it gets contested, it can't get placed down regardless. Right. So it effectively is discarded. Right. But does it go back into your hand? Yeah, you could put it. You could put it again if you have two head part slots, and you take the same card out and play it in both rounds. Oh no, but Stephen is well, right. No, it wouldn't. It, once, right, once, it wouldn't it, once it can't be played, it just can't be played anymore. Regardless, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, okay. So that's 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 the case. Regardless, okay. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, mine is a head card. Um, yes. And so uh, Ellen's yours was also a limb card. 
Yes, mine was right. also a limb card. It's again the concrete slab arm. Uh huh. <laughs> Your favorite. What is that? One? What's the stats on that one? <laughs> uh, offense four, defense three, int two. Okay. It's a really good arm. <laughs> it is. It just doesn't. It doesn't look like much. It's just a big old concrete slab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my my head card is the cone head. Uh, I don't uh. know what that means for this robot, um, <laughs> but it looks nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> plus one offense. Negative three Ooh, defense, yeah. oh, and nice. you're, you're gonna have to believe me. I it's all, it was my only option. And okay. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be playing this card. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. And uh, plus four intelligence, so that's something. We're getting closer to the goal on that one. Okay, okay. Well, we we've reached the goal on offense so yeah. far, unless my card uh, says otherwise. <laughs> oh well. I picked. Oh, that's I remember fair. what I picked now. Um, I picked a tentacle arm. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or can you call it an arm if it's a tentacle? Um, a tentacle a, limb. Yeah. Tentacle limb, yes. It's got plus three in offense, plus one in defense, and minus one in intelligence. Okay. Okay. So, hmm. Well, now you made a big stint of it, Mark. I'm curious. I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> what are you trying to poke? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get this robot up to 15, 15, 15. That's, the, <laughs> that's my primary goal, as, as it should be yours. <laughs> Right, right. Of course, of course. <laughs> so we all need to pour into defense. And here's the thing about having multiple rounds is that uh. you are able to set aside your secondary goal, right? If like yeah. you're mo- you could be motivated to do it. Whereas with the two rounds we were playing earlier, it feels like even though you know might you might think, well, we're going to fail this as a team, like you still in your mind in my mind anyway, I was only ever going for my secondary goal. Uh, but now I feel much more like let's focus on the the uh, stats first or the yeah. uh, the objective first. Um, yeah. All right, so we're 15, 7, 14, so we're doing okay, but we need to get that defense up, so let's head over to round three. Ooh, call. round three. All right, I know what I'm picking. Okay. I got mine too. Oh, mine's kind of tough with what I got in front of me. I'm going to do some thinking. All right. Mm. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Man, for our listeners, when you come back to this episode later, you'll be like, oh, of course Mark was thinking at this point. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually this would be a really I mean we did a video episode last time and we had a lot mm-hmm. of really good um visual props but I think yeah. I, I think I'm not sure how much of me uh, thinking at this point is that useful even on a second listen because people don't really know what I'm looking at or what I'm deciding <laughs> yeah. between mm-hmm. um, so apologies to listeners I may or may not edit part of this out who's, who's to say <laughs> um, <laughs> all right I get all right I'm going for it I, I picked one oh. all right and it's a limb like they all are. Um, yes. Steven, you want to reveal yours first? Yeah, sure. I have picked a jet engine mm. limb. Uh, I don't know that I named that one, but it's a great name for a limb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's offense three, defense five, oh, and good. intelligence zero. Okay. Uh, Ellen, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Sure. I actually have a matching jet engine. Oh! Um, yeah, so our robot has two jet engine limbs That's this amazing. jet engine has different stats it must have come okay. from a different plane or something uh <laughs> offense one defense two int one okay all right uh mine is a fat tire i don't know what you Ooh. meant by that ellen um i guess just, <laughs> it's a wheel and it's huge um, yeah it's a big rubbery fat tire <laughs> <laughs> uh zero offense uh okay. sadly only one defense okay. um but happily five intelligence Okay. 
Okay, so we're like rolling off with this uh, with the with the goals here. So we have now we've met everything. We've now met our goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and this is the last round. Yes, coming up. So I think we've just discovered that we have to have a rule here, which is you have to fill up all the robot slots. Oh yeah, you know? we've never we never established that, but yeah, that's yeah. true. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Rule. And <laughs> with multiple players and multiple combinate like there's you know we we divide evenly into the robot parts our our cards and rounds but that isn't always mm-hmm. going to be the case and presumably right. our conflict resolution system will account for that um but who who's to say uh, we don't need to worry about yeah, that well, just yet we can also have like starting player rotator on the table so yes we can, we can figure that stuff out as we play more um, yeah okay third final final round yes almost all right this is oh i'm actually presented with a really interesting choice here Oh, yeah, I'm still thinking. I don't know. Um, uh, I've picked mine. I uh, I've picked mine. I I think I've picked mine. Yeah, I've picked. Mine. <laughs> all right, uh, all limbs again. Um, I'll I'll yeah. go first this time. Sounds uh, good. And it's a risk. Uh, okay. I pick, uh, the insectoid limb, which Ooh. has negative one attack. Oh my. Which we can afford to lose. Yes. Unfortunately, also negative one defense, which brings us um, one below oh no. the thing. So this okay. is my gamble. I'm gambling that you guys have positive or, or uh-huh. didn't also make the same bet I did. And okay. then intelligence plus three. Okay. Oh, we have dear. to we have to play like we've picked one, right? I know we're in we've Excel right did. now. Yes. But yeah, yeah, like we can't just swap, right? No. No. <sighs> uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go <laughs> next. You're not going to like my decision. Uh, I picked the stomper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like stomping, I guess, still. Uh, it has a um, plus one in offense, but a minus two in defense. No! no! <laughs> <laughs> and a plus five in intelligence. This uh, is why I went first, so I don't get the blame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I should have gotten. I should have gotten first. Oh well. <laughs> don't tell me you went down in defense too. That's really. Well, I don't know if I hurt, but I'm certainly not going to help. <laughs> okay. So I also had the fat tire, but it was a different fat tire. Um, uh-huh. this one had negative two offense. Ooh, that brings zero us- defense. Oh no, and one oh, int. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Okay. Um. So, uh, <laughs> where do we land, Stephen? Uh, all right, <laughs> we got seventeen in offense, twelve in defense, and twenty nine in <laughs> Okay, so we uh, we yeah, you know, not great. Uh, yeah, so we we failed. the 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 turbine took us down. It blew mm-hmm. us away. Yeah, and just as Ellen predicted. Uh, so Seriously. I, as as was fairly obvious, I was the scientist. Yeah. I wanted the highest intelligence. Um, yeah. Stephen, what role were you? I was the specialist, so I also wanted the highest intelligence. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, oh, okay, so it's yeah, it's fascinating too, because like I originally I um, was trying to pump all of my stuff in offense because I had better cards for that. Yeah. Um, but then de- intelligence took it away because I guess y'all had really cards for that. So well, I, I had like, five well, last like- round on it, so yeah. it it, it yeah. pumped it up. Yeah, that was my best play there. Yeah. And then, so Ellen, um, what were you? I was the turtle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you wanted the you wanted the most defense, and yet you didn't give us any defense at the in the at, at, in the clutch round. Well, the last so and this is interesting because the last round, like I didn't really have many high defense cards to play on limbs, 
And mm. the highest defense card I had was a head, um, which was, but it was also negative in both other values. So it just didn't feel like the thing I wanted to play early on. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So definitely like the gaminess of it and trying to figure out when to play which cards kind of, you know, constrained me in what I wanted to play Um, to my ultimate detriment because defense is the lowest stat (laughs) that we have in our robot. If we if we had met the defense stat, like if we had gotten to 15, then by the rules, Steven would have won because intelligence was uh, 11 higher than the next highest stat. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something I didn't really think about when I was going for intelligence. What I uh, in that previous round, the or the one before the previous offense and intelligence were similar. It was like 18, 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And offense yeah. was a little higher. And so I was like, OK, I have this five intelligence. If I don't play it now, then I there's a huge risk. I won't get it. Uh, th- yeah. So I have to play this now. And then intelligence was ahead. And then at that point, it's like, OK, now it's the final round. Intelligence is ahead, but not by much. And there's a, yeah. there's a number of five cards out there. So I, I chose to protect the lead and hoping that no one would and, and just negative one defense would took us below the line. And I just yeah. gambled that there was no saboteur. And so that everyone would be motivated to keep that or rather they'd be mo- more motivated to do the right thing than I was. But yeah. <laughs> a smarter play would have been like, I really should have held off because it was a greater risk that... Um, the like the, the the specialist was as much a risk to me as mm-hmm. say the warmonger yeah you know and i didn't have yeah. a lot of information to know it's really just guessing that's the party game part of it and i, mm-hmm. I kind of think I, there's part of me that wants to come up with like systems to like be able to deduce um yeah. but part of me wants to like leave it totally to chance so that it, at the end it's like oh i guessed wrong well this you know? so this it feels this feels like poker right now okay. not in a bad way either like yeah. it feels mm-hmm. good like it's like um, but it it's different from it's not a it's it, like I guess the way that people describe what I call lying games is a social deduction game. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. you're you're supposed to be lying a bunch uh, <laughs> in those. <laughs> but in this game, there's not a lot of incentive to lie. You kind of just put cards down. Yes, um, and you can use the information like it, like Mark. If I had realized that you were the scientist, I and I mean I didn't realize that you didn't realize that I was the specialist. Right. Um, I could have leaned into you being scientists and just made sure that we succeeded yes. and just put a little bit in the defense but i was like oh i also need to pump more stuff into intelligence because i don't i don't know enough about people's roles so i need to make sure that intelligence is higher than um offense uh, by at least seven yeah um, right that that you get a lot of info you get a lot of benefit from knowing a, a warmonger or turtle or scientist if they are doing well because then you can yes. latch on to that if you exactly. don't, if you don't know that, then you could, the risk is you could waste a, a couple turns on the wrong stat yeah. because maybe no one's going for offensive. It just happened to be the offensive bounce. Stat. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say that, um, and listeners who do go back and if they are interested in hearing how we played it and maybe now knowing now the roles we had, mm-hmm. I did make an effort to make all of my cards were like max, max intelligence. I made an effort to like draw attention away from that. And I don't know how yeah. I don't know how good a job I did or how good a job I needed to do because this environment does not provide like we talked about before doesn't provide opportunity. Yeah. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. but in but it is true that um, my opportunities to pick certain um, like my other body types um, were would be so negative to my my secondary goal and mm-hmm. also not that great for the primary goal. 
So um, it is kind of interesting is like, am I in a position where I have to not lie, but there's like the diplomacy of it. Like say like, okay, mine, my three, two, five is all uh, positive, the oak barrel or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like the five is the, is the headline feature. So can I convince you that I didn't pick it for that reason? And do I need to convince you that I didn't pick it for that reason? I think it's the negative numbers you have to justify in table talk. Right. Yeah. Especially if it keeps you from winning. <laughs> yes, yes. Like and with a saboteur, not a guaranteed player, mm-hmm. that actually makes it easier to believe someone just by playing any negative number is not yeah. trying mm-hmm. to mess up the team. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ellen, what was going through your head when you were making decisions on your cards? Well, I just didn't have a lot to pick from. I think, um, you know, and that might be something that we can we can play around with in the draw phase, kind of when you're like dealing dealing cards or something like that. Um, I, you know, I had a high defense body that I, you know, played. I think, yeah. And I had this high defense head that I didn't get a chance to play. And, but then, like the defense stats in the arms or the limbs that I had just weren't anything special. So I think I just didn't do a great analysis of what my deck was. Mm. Um, to try to win, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it didn't feel bad. It just, you know. Yeah. It's kind of, it's so fast that it, it does, it does feel a lot more like poker. It's so fast. that It's like, okay, well I'll try again on the next hand. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's what I, I, ultimately I think what I come away from this is, is like, we need more hands, more chances to put cards down. Yeah. Cause then you can make more conclusions and there's more time to make conclusions. And strategize based off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the risk there is that um, I don't love the idea of like so many turns that I, yeah. I want to think about planning a three turn strategy because oh, I, okay. one of the things I do kind of like, and I think that there's, there's problems with this, but I like yeah. that my, which card to pick, like there's, there isn't a lot of choice paralysis in this game. I think we all sort of talked mm-hmm. about like, hmm, which one, but I never mm-hmm. felt like it was that hard ultimately to pick one. It felt like yeah. there was some. Also, there wasn't an obvious pick, which is a real risk for a game like this is just making yeah. a system where the right answer is obvious. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. I think we did a really good job there. Um, yeah. But I also like the balance where it, like there's enough that's different, uh, unique about your combination of cards that you can kind of come to. This is the best choice. But if this and this is true, then this mm-hmm. is the best choice. And not knowing yeah. the answer to that is a little bit tricky. And you have to sort of, you know, pull the lever or throw the die or whatever other gambling metaphor but like yeah it doesn't it hasn't at least to me felt like so hard to decide yeah 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 that's true that's good but if there were multiple multiple tur- like many many turns right. and i want to be like i'm going to play this card then i have more uh strategies so if yeah. I, my secondary strategy i want high intelligence or i'm looking at the robot right now and i want to to improve the overall goal we're really down on defense and i want to win on defense because i want us to win overall so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll not play this intelligence card. I'll play that. If I have other options, like I could play for my primary goal, secondary goal, or I could do a, a, a sneaky move, or I could do a counter move, like ha- and then yeah. I can do any of those things in my turn, then the choice becomes harder. Right. Right? But if my choices yeah. are just two of those things and not the, t- not the same every time, but it could be that, oh, defense is too, or offense is too high, and I have a negative two offense, and I'll play that because it also has a plus one intelligence instead of my plus three intelligence or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Like I'll play yeah. a counter move instead of a secondary move or whatever. Yeah. That's still two choices. And so I like, so I, I, I'm, I'm, that's my whole deal. I don't want it to get too long. 
I agree. I don't want it to get too long either. And I, I agree that like adding too much planning would not be good because mm-hmm. then like you're not playing it like poker. You're playing it like, well, there's a little bit of risk involved, but like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be playing it like poker, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you're doing too much planning. So I don't know. I, I, I do think that like a little bit of length would be good, but maybe we can add some form of um, randomness outside of um, the different players to make it feel even more like poker i don't know yeah <laughs> kind of yeah, leaning sure. into the poker idea i think that kind of brings me to like well what would we try next and i feel like yeah. the thing that we'd i think i'd want to play test next is you know what it feels like to maybe play around a table so like put it into tabletop simulator or something like that yeah. um but also figure out a way to score like so i i think feel like that this game is like a game where you do rounds and each mm-hmm. scenario is a round mm-hmm. but you win the game by meeting some condition or something at the end of X number of rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And the, the other issue is like um, making sure the primary goal stays the primary goal because, yeah. because even if the game says we lost, I still kind of feel like I won. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to, to, to motivate that. And maybe that's a case of like, you can't do a certain thing until the primary goal is reached or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay, so listener, we just had a what would you call it a twenty three hour twenty four no twenty seven hour break from the end of our last recording, yes, or something because something came up the song yeah, something came up, and so we're actually getting back to it. we just listened back to the last minute of what we were talking about, um yeah. Ellen, where were we? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> Uh, we literally just went over this two minutes ago and I'm panicking like, I don't remember. <laughs> I think um, we were talking about uh, what we would try to figure out on our future playtest session. Yeah, I think so. We've all kind of, you know, bounced around ideas and reactions to play se- or jam session number two. And I think we all kind of want to keep going with this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really make sense to keep going with it in Excel. So I think the last thing we mentioned yesterday was maybe putting it in tabletop simulator. And I, I still feel pretty good about that as a next step. Yeah, um, yeah. Right, because we identified a couple of things that would make it hard to learn what we need to learn about it now. Um, yeah. In, in its, in its prototypey, prototypey form. Now it's mm-hmm. just, just one prototypey is, is the next step mm-hmm. we need to get to. Um, yeah. So that's good. So the other thing is we have the big question a- answer, which we sort of uh, posited at the start of this, we, which was like, how do we um, get players to react or give them tools to make fun the learning of what other people's roles are, right? right. And yeah. I think, I, I don't know, because of the way we were looking at or playing our second run through just now, just now, um, that uh, <laughs> that we still have it hard to even uh, uh, deduce what the other players are. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure how equipped we are to even answer the question still after these two run throughs. Um, but I'd like to chat about it before we end the episode. Yeah, yeah, like... Um... Because I, I think while while we were playing it, I was getting an ink like I was getting an inkling of like that that counterplay because I was trying to figure out who you were, Mark, and trying to play around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the idea of playing around what who, who you are, what your role is, was really cool. And I, I don't know that every role like fits that. The like the, the um the role I was was you know I was trying to I was the, the specialist, so like I was trying to make sure that I had more than everybody else or i had a, such a great amount of um points that like i would you know win from that mm-hmm. and so like 
I felt like there was some interplay between like I was very interested to see or I was very interested in what other people were doing. Oh, um, that's actually really interesting like, that some roles yeah. care more about what the other people are than others. Yeah. Do, right? Whereas like like the Mormonger or the scientist would not care. Um, at least if there's only one, they would not care because yeah. like, they just want to make sure that there is as highest. They well, actually, I take that back. Now that we've added the specialists and the generalists and stuff, um, the warmonger would want to make sure they win, but just enough so that the specialist and the generalist could not win. Right, right. I think one of the things that I know some card games of this type have are, especially when they have things like roles and asymmetric um, uh, character uh, traits or goals. Yeah is mm-hmm. they have some in the if it's your first time playing play with these then introduce yeah. these more difficult more complicated mechanics not that they aren't all yeah. balanced but that it requires a little bit more familiarity with how the game works and and basic strategies before using them i don't know that right. i don't it seems like maybe that's the case here i'm a little wary of like coming up with different versions of the game in that way i would love to have a system that doesn't require that kind of um mm-hmm. you know uh, piece of instruction in the rule book um and so maybe that's a case of like giving the our our are sort of more boring roles, something a little bit more interesting to do or more interest, more things to more ways to react uh, when they find yeah. out when these sort of more specialist or specialized roles uh, are are at play. Yeah, that's a good point. I think one game I might play in the meantime before we do our next iteration, uh, our next session of iteration on Roboston is the game Coup. Have you guys played that before? I've played it. Oh, yeah. I, I hate that game. <laughs> that game. I hate it so, so much. That game is only bluffing and it's only counter moves. So that's why no, I like, hate it. Element. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and it's the difference that, Stephen, you were talking about, like the difference between like a bluffing game and a deduction game, mm-hmm. right? And I, I like diplomacy style games, I like 4X games, where you have to, where you're trying to negotiate with other players and you may not tell them everything you know or tell yeah. them what, exactly what you're going to do but i think that there's a line I, that 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 gets crossed with me when it just becomes a game where you just straight out lie about what's true and yeah. <laughs> and i hate those games <laughs> but this game does yeah. invite some of that and that's not i'm not against that happening here it's just i'm not the prime customer for it i guess but that's yeah. well it's it, yeah i think that um i think i i, I like playing coup i don't like playing it over and over again it's just not a game that i think has lots of like long-standing legs for me but it also mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be designed to do that that's true you play yeah. just like you know hours and hours of it um yeah. but i do like that i mean there, that bluffing strategy with different roles there isn't elements of that in Roboston. yeah um yeah. that's yeah. emerging as a part of the fun and so i think i might play coup a couple of times with some folks to see just think about how those bluffing dynamics work and how they're, you know, how the counter moves work, because there might be something for us to learn there. Um, even though I, you know, that's not what we're trying to make this game into. Right. Yeah. Um, even having like more actions, I think might help with that. Um, and Ku has a bunch of actions that we could maybe um, borrow quote unquote uh, <laughs> yeah. for, our, for our game. Um, but also more things uh, that could, um, give up what role you are like more mechanics yeah. that might reveal because what i really like about what we've done here is that when i choose a card to play which is really my main it's my main uh agency uh, in the game mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it it uh i might want to choose this one because it reaches my goal better but i might not want to choose it because it reveals my role and yeah. I think if we have more mechanics that give players a lot of power, a lot of agency to complete their goal at the cost of making it suddenly very difficult 
to reach their goal in future turns because everybody will know what they're up to. Right. Um, then that gives players a lot of that risk reward that I love so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what game there was that we were playing in the past, but like there was like a, a, a social deduction lying game or whatever. And like you could reveal your role at any point um, and you get, yeah, you get some special bonus, but then like everybody knows who you are at that time. Oh, right. It's a, it'd be like a power move to be like, you know, you yeah, pull off the yeah, mask and yeah. you're like, ha ah, it was me the whole time. And yeah. Then... <laughs> but like as a result of that, you know, everybody knows it was you the whole time. And so in future rounds or future sessions, um, then they'll know that like uh, Steven wants to sabotage, uh, wants to sabotage. So we'll um, play around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think like having that information helps you make better decisions about uh having the information helps you make better decisions because you know how other people are going to want to try to win. Yeah. You don't know what their cards are, but you can figure out what, um, like how they're going to play their cards. Right. right generally right. speaking, I mm -hmm. guess at any point, like somebody could be, Oh, I'm as the scientist, they could be, Oh, we've got enough intelligence at this point. Just gonna, uh, put whatever I want down. Yeah. 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 And I guess that would be bad. <laughs> well, I, I want to motivate players to, uh, keep their role a secret mechanically as long as possible yeah and 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 i think um not necessarily and i think the way to do that actually is to make the the co-op goal much more important um mm -hmm. than it is now and if that means more than just those threshold numbers but some other uh thing or um maybe it's when you when you complete the when you build the robot then the robot needs to do something or you know which i think i was against when we were talking early on i kind of like the game being over immediately but almost to have more to do co-op I think because I'm still because mm. the thing I said before the break that I still feel really strongly about is I, I think other than just telling players that you have this primary goal, there's no reason for them to feel that it's primary. Um, yeah. And I yeah. and I think that we as playtesting it, we kind of just took it as red, but I could see people approaching the game and never and and like, why would I bother? Like, you know, just because the rules say so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the the rules have to have to enforce that in some capacity, and I don't don't think yeah. we have that yet. Um, but that no, would I'm that sure would do that would also do Stephen what what you were saying, which is to prevent that uh, that sort of um, it keep players from just being like bah, who cares about, about if they know yeah. what role I am, you know? Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've kind of resolved it. We're gonna keep at this one, right? Mm -hmm. So, listeners who enjoy our nice games jam episodes, you can stay tuned for a little mini series. We don't know how many of these we're going to do, but at least one more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, Ellen, you laid out our next step is let's get this on tabletop simulator so we can actually have a little bit a different environment, a little bit more robust environment to get this working in. Yeah. I was going to say we should try to bring in a, an external play tester on our tabletop sim build. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's get a guest on board for that episode, the next episode for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, Stephen, we have our deck of cards. I don't know if you want to take a peek at that. I, I know you like numbers. I do like numbers so much. Um, <laughs> I will. I'll take a peek at those. Because right now we have, we still have a disconnect between like our three stats: offense, defense, intelligence, and that mm -hmm. they have really little to do uh, with if it's a head, a limb, or a, or body. Um, yeah. And maybe we're okay with that. Um, I don't know that I want to totally balance the game around just making sure all the numbers line up. Um, mm -hmm. I want to. I think I'd love a little more thematic connection. Uh, I want like a limb could be a weapon. It could be a projectile weapon or an axe. Like, and that would have a different. Like, I, I'd love to have a more interesting sets of things than just numbers. Um, yeah. And uh, but that's not homework. That's just going to have to be worked out uh, next time. Yeah, for sure. That's our show. 
Check out our website, nicegames.club, for show notes and links to resources on today's topics. If you like this episode, give us a review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends. Independent podcasts like ours need word of mouth to grow. We love hearing from our listeners. For a quick way to give us feedback on the show, head over to nicegames.club feedback and fill out a short little form. You can also get in touch with your nice hosts on Twitter at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and cats getting daily exercise. I swear, this is a good video. Y'all should look at this. <laughs> it's great. Or you can email us through contact at nicegames.club. Ask us questions, suggest topics, or just say hello. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Um, okay, so we do a cut here then. That's the idea. Yeah, or I mean, we can just leave the recording running, but yeah, yeah, we'll see yeah, if anything we'll keep comes it going. Out of it, but yeah. Um, all right, okay. so let's let's get the stats on the current cards then. Um, let's do and do all that noise, and we'll just record a okay. lots of unusable audio right now. But that's great. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.